<laughs> as soon as I press oh, fuck it. <laughs> That's okay. That's a good <laughs> No one knows what it was about. <laughs> oh, That's hilarious. Oh, shit. But yeah, it was a fucking interesting day today, so hopefully. What do you mean? Did you talk to them? Oh, Did they God. talk to you? I talked to him, and then at the end of the day, he made it seem like it's going to probably be a thing, so... We usually go over pictures for the day's job, and as we're in there, he's going over the schedule, and we've got either one job, sometimes two jobs, for like the next three weeks. And we also got hit with, they want everything counted in the warehouse with a value to it. And the the kicker was, they want it done by Friday. (laughs) So I was just like, we're going to get some help? And he's like, that's the fucking plan. And then at the end of the day, as me and... The one guy we're doing our cleaning, we got a phone call, and they're like, hey, how far are you guys along right now? They wanted us to do a portable heater run, and we're just like, we just got to the basement. <laughs> so <clears throat> the main guy, the one who runs it, had to do all the running, and like, we got back. Didn't get back until 2.50 today. Mm. Left at 8.30. Like, that was our whole day, just fucking cleaning this these people's houses, and... We got back and we're just talking. I was like, "We're gonna get some help." He's like, "I'm telling him to hire your friend." So here we go. Money. Yep. Get to come do some vent cleanings, clean motherfuckers' dryers. Clean dry. What do you do for dryers? You just take a vacuum and you know the like metal hose that attaches to the dryer that where all the lint shoots out. Yeah. You just have to clean out that. It, it, nothing's fucking hard. Yeah, the one. And you said you do wear headphones. Yeah, like the dude okay. who runs the vacuums. He's listening to music while he's running the vacuum. I'm outside, like cleaning all the vents and wiping them down. Like just listening to music. We yeah, are surprised that brick building Desello's house hasn't burned down yet. Mm. Wait, our what? fucking our fucking dryer it was you had like it was full. That tube was full. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a bad fucking yeah. fire hazard. <laughs> I mean, the ceiling was mowing down anyway, so <laughs> either gonna burn down or just collapse. <laughs> oh. See how she goes. <laughs> you can make bets on it. Where were you? Where Where did you drive to today? Ah, uh, shit! It was like a half hour away. You still with that kid? He's going to kill you? Yes. So now he's going to kill me? <laughs> Probably. <coughs> and the funny thing is, one of the installers was helping out, so I could actually stay in the warehouse and help out. And he comes back the other day. He's like, bro. He's like, I think he's going to fucking kill me. He's like, I don't know if he's falling asleep at the wheel. It looks like I just look over, and he's just, I'm just like, oh, dude, I fucking wanted to warn you about that. Like, he's just a bad driver. Like, I swear he's on the other side of the lines more than he's down the fucking middle. You guys haven't told anybody about that? <clears throat> he hasn't gotten in an accident yet. <laughs> yeah, wonder- yeah, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Brian's trying to stay in the warehouse more and more. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait till I'm the guy. It's alright, you can drive it too. It's what I do. Sometimes I just let him drive in the morning and I drive home. Hey bud, how about you uh, scooch over there? Hey, how about you just don't fucking drive? <laughs> I want to get home. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go the speed limit. You don't got to go 40 over it. Especially in those vans. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's taking some sketchy turns on some shitty roads. How long is it? Fifteen feet. Oh, okay. It's just a really big like box van, pretty much. Yeah, I think it's the same one like Zach, pretty much like Zach has that they use for like all their sound equipment and shit. Okay. But you can also drive the fucking beat up brown truck. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> the vehicles are just so fucking shitty, some of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is that still on the road? Making six million sales or some shit, right? Because it still to... can be on the road. That's <laughs> they don't why. even drive those. They get their own special cars. Well, I mean, obviously. Yeah, the sales guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they but, but I mean, the company's making all that money. They can't afford a better truck. Like with can, everybody, that's the whole point. <laughs> but like with everybody, they spend money on stupid things, and yeah. But it really isn't bad. I actually enjoy going to work. Yeah, boss is chill as fuck. Justin, no, I swear that motherfucker's been on vacation more. No, I'm not even oh, gonna yeah. say vacation. Work meetings, yeah, more than he's even there. Like within my first month, literally two weeks in a. I think they were every other week he was gone away with like the operations manager for a fucking week doing Zach. Yeah, yeah. doing whatever it is that they fucking were doing. Uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't bother you. Probably doesn't even like me. And besides, the warehouse boss is the main one anyway. For you. N- yes and no. It seems like he does everything. If yeah, he's not the owner. No, but like they rely on even he relies on him fucking last week he got pulled over like the owner did in his jacked up truck mm-hmm. because his fu- he's got dualies and the fucking tires stick out past the fender like that and his window tent illegal <laughs> so what did we do we had to be fucking mechanics and it's me and my boss and we're tearing the fucking tires off this truck they're fuck dude they're fucking heavy as shit yeah. yeah and then we had to take off the window tint get a bunch of acetone and fucking scrape it with razors because it was so much glue on that and that was basically our day was just fucking changing tires and scraping off window tint i don't get why people get illegal tint like i don't like you're either going to get fined constantly or you're going to take it off. Like, what's but the it point? looks so and, cool, Okay, man. but I mean, you're just fucking yourself over. This, yeah, and I, I don't, like, you, you want privacy, but this motherfucker's truck sits, like, seven feet in the fucking air. You don't fucking like, lope, rope Nobody's going to see you, man. <laughs> Besides maybe fucking Mack trucks, but I don't care. And, and, here's the kicker. He had to get it inspected and everything and take the paper into the police station. Mm-hmm. So when he did that, what had happened? We had to put the other tires right back on. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And he said he's going to go and get double illegal tint just to fucking, just because he's rich and can. So he's totally fine with dealing with this shit. Like, I, don't I mean, it. I guess if you got if you got fuck you money, you got fuck you money. I, you know? Listen, you can have fuck you money, but that just said uh, you got a tiny wiener. Whatever. Yeah. He's like Coxworth. Whatever. Bro, I could be a fucking billionaire, and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna look and dress and wear exactly what I do now. Like. Yeah. Nothing's gonna fucking change. I'll have a nicer house, but it's not gonna be like a mansion. Yeah, because you can't. 
you can't like really have a mansion like when you got fuck you money you also got to realize that you have to like kind of like move where you live because people will start fucking with you because they know you got <laughs> they know you got money no yeah mr beast ran into that i saw or basically yeah. like when he started blowing up he had a shit ton of money and people started breaking into his shit yeah and figuring like, out right. where he fucking lived it's like yeah still not gonna get like a crazy big mansion but at least like gated community <laughs> type shit like at least just like a condo somewhere where it's just like me and my friends can stay here and not get our place robbed <laughs> And it's not like these motherfuckers have that cash on hand. Like that money's either in the banks or it's invested. Like yeah. you can break in all you want. You're not gonna find. Oh, he's got hundred million dollars for his next video just sitting yeah. in a box. Yeah. No, but he's got a couple nice watches and a pretty nice TV. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he seems like he lives pretty humbly too. Seems. Now, okay, since we're on Mr. Beast, is Chandler actually trans or was that a whole joke? I have no idea. I don't watch anything, Mr. Beast. No, I think I'm pretty sure he transitioned. Okay. That one kid, I don't, I, I have no nothing about it, but I know it was I huge on the internet. Chris, sorry, Chris. Well, it's something different now. Is it Christina? Man, I, I would know. hate my name to be Chris. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm pretty be, sure it he, would be Chris. Yeah, it was yeah. like a big thing. It was like a big thing all over the internet. I don't watch a lot of Mister Beast. Yeah, I don't know that that person's name regularly, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that they transitioned. Yeah, all I ever see is just like quote-unquote controversy about him yeah because supposedly he doesn't like the fact that he made the transition because he wasn't necessarily in every single video like he had used to be oh i just mean mr beast i don't know anything about anyone else well that's the controversy with mr beast oh i always just see like people are mad because he's like donating all this stuff to like something and just mad that that he should have done like other yeah yeah or fucking like mr beast burger or like Mm -hmm. this fucking candy bars and shit Mm mm-hmm like, go to your Walmart and make sure the fucking candy bars are nice and stocked nice. But at least he's actually doing something with his money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> he does truly give away a lot, all that money that he does. I just, I just like that people get mad about it. Like, why, why don't you do this? Mad. Why don't you do this? You're just mad because you weren't the one who won. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I just get mad because he's I'm going to help a thousand blind people see. You're an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why didn't you help 2,000 blind people? (laughs) So I saw Hereditary last night. That was a pretty good movie. Hereditary? Yeah, what's that? Is that a new horror movie out? Uh, It came out a couple years ago, like 2017 or something like that. Mm. Hmm. What was it about? Uh, It's a good question. (laughs) You just watched it last night. Well, I mean, kind of like... To give a spoiler, not really a spoiler. Basically, the grandma was a part of like a cult to summon Payman, a demon, like one of the kings of hell. And I'm pretty sure it's the one that doesn't like triangles. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Was uh, that like a twist or something? <laughs> this motherfucker just goes to Egypt and is just like, shake my <laughs> head. Oh no, I just remember that triangles. from the de- from like the demon book we had that like talked mm-hmm. about all the kings and princes or like that. I just I'm pretty sure that one was the one that doesn't like triangles because yeah, that was so the one we're going to summon because he he uh, will teach you all the languages. Just don't go to Egypt. <laughs> There's big triangles there. Yeah. <laughs> and little triangles within that big triangle. Yeah. Oh, shit. But uh, basically, like, the grandma dies, like, at the beginning of the movie. You don't really find out about the culty stuff till later so on, think. but it's kind of, like, hinted at, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, all this weird shit keeps happening. And then uh, the mom basically forces the son to take 
the daughter take the, like their daughter to a party, like a high school party. She doesn't really know it's a high school party, but that's pretty much where it is. She starts having an asthma attack. So they had a bunch of nuts there, and on the way back, she's like clawing at her throat and stuff because he's like take, trying to take her to the hospital. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And she sticks her head out the window, and fucking he swerves around a deer, and her head smashes into a fucking telephone pole and goes flying off. <laughs> oh shit! And he just drives home. Just keep like, driving. This, well, this kid's like like he stops and he's like. Uh, like he's he's like obviously yeah. like fucked you know In what shock. I mean? I just yeah killed this person <laughs> he's going to his little sister <laughs> and uh he just goes uh, uh, are you okay and then drives home and then he just <laughs> starts the car off gets in the bed just lays down the next morning the mom's like oh hey I have to run to the store yada yada and I walks out to the car and he just sees her just screaming so and he just left the body in the car. Well, because he was just like fucked. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, like you gonna bring it in? He's like a seventeen. <laughs> Take it out kid. of the car. <laughs> Put it where? On the driveway or no. in the car? You can just tell he's fucking traumatized by like yeah. just like immediately as soon as it happens. He's just like a thousand yard stare, like doesn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. And he just slowly drives away from the scene. Drives home slowly. Walks inside, and they're like, "Oh, good, you guys are home." And then he just like walks to the bed because like they didn't even check. But uh, anyway, so she's dead now. And then uh, the mom goes to a spiritualist, basically, and finds out how to, like, summon, like, the spirit, quote-unquote, back, but is real angry that it died. Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't expecting that. And so, like, it starts choking the son in his sleep, like, possessing him, like, he's smashing his head off the desk and shit. And uh, the mom's like, all right, we just have to destroy the notebook. Tosses the fucking notebook in the fire. Well, she tries to one time, and it catches her arm on fire. She's, like, kind of like she was linked to it. And then she, like, goes, like, the husband is like, I need you to throw this in the fire. Like, it'll kill me, too, but I don't care. We need to end this. We got to save our son. Shit like that. And the husband's like, you're crazy. Like, he's pretty much, like, convinced that she's gone crazy at this point. Because earlier in the movie, the son said that one time the mom sleepwalked and poured turpentine all over him and the daughter. And was about to literally light a match right when she woke up. Wait, before she, before the daughter actually was. Yeah, this was, like, a couple years ago in the movie. So she's crazy? That's what, like, they're kind of, like, painting uh-huh. it as. But then, uh, so the husband goes to throw the notebook. He's like, fine, whatever. But after this, we're going to get you help kind of thing. Tosses it in it. And he just emulates completely. Just, like, literally burns to a crisp. He's the one who dies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the person who threw it in is the one who burns. I guess. And then uh, more crazy shit starts happening. The mom basically gets possessed at that point. She saws her own head off with piano wire. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, with a piano wire, I like them. I like that. Yeah. And then the, the son basically has to watch it. Like basically, just sees it all happen and just sees her headless body float up into their treehouse. He goes up there, and all the bunch of like old cult members, like they're all just old people, just naked, just in the cult, like all paying down to the statue of the demon with the daughter's head that's on as like the head of the statue. And there's the bloated headless corpse of the grandma that was dug up from the grave. There's the mom that just sawed her head off, and then the daughter's the like statue. And then they, then basically, I guess he was possessed by the demon. They crown him King Payment at the end of the movie, and that's how the movie ends. So it was um, all. So that was being taken place in their treehouse. Well, in their house and like everything. I meant like where all the uh, cult leaders were and the bodies went I, to. It was in the treehouse. I guess because they find the grandma's body. Like the dad gets a phone call and like, yeah, your mom. Because like the movie starts out with the grandma's funeral, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the dad gets a call and is like, yeah, the grave's been desecrated. Desecrated? What do you mean? Or we're sent over pictures and the body's missing. The mom finds in the attic, like the night that everything goes down. Finds the dead grandma's just body the in the attic. Just the of the headless dead grandma in the attic. And she, like, freaks out, obviously. Goes down and gets the husband. He, this is when he starts really thinking that she's crazy. Like, yeah, of course, yeah, sure, your mom's 
fucking corpses in the attic. What, he never fucking saw well, no, himself? He goes up then, okay. and then he's like, holy fuck, and like freaks out. <laughs> and then he thinks that she dug up the body and brought it there. He like sleepwalked again. <clears throat> Damn. And the one point the son is like in his room, he looks over and he sees a couple naked old people in his closet. And the one lady just goes, hi. <laughs> and he, he jumps out the window. Like he literally sees his mom like sawing her head off. That doesn't like freak him out enough. It's but the, the old lady. old lady in his closet. He's like, all right, this is, this is it. He jumps out the this window. The stick that broke the camel's back right here. And that's when he sees the headless body like float up into the treehouse and he just climbs up after her. And they crown him King Payment. Oh, that's just a summon a demon. Was it just a coincidence that they all had their heads <coughs> taken off? I guess that's it must have been part of the ritual. What, it was just a coincidence that the kid fucking swerved? Or was that the, him Maybe being they, possessed that caused him to swerve and take her head off? Well, there was a, definitely a deer in the road that he swerved out of the way up, like a dead deer. They planted it Maybe. there. There's also like all sorts of just random carvings that would like appear in the walls, like just like weird words. That was never explained, really. It was just a lot of weird stuff that would happen. I mean, they're setting up a sequel. Maybe. I'm excited That's to see wild. the new Five Nights at... Well, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. <laughs> what? Well, it was a video game. Like, it's a horror game. Mm. And the movie... It got super popular. Yeah. Like, and, they made, like, fucking books about it and shit. Like... Uh, <laughs> and it's a movie. They're turning it into a Kruger? movie. No. Freddy Fazbear. Yeah, yeah, it's like a cartoonish. It's I, basically like imagine this? Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, shit, my phone. But at car. nighttime, the animatronics come alive and kill people. So like the game is you're the security guard at night, and you like can see them moving around on the cameras and stuff, and you gotta like stop them from like coming into the security booth. You gotta like do stuff. But Matthew Lillard's the main bad guy in it. Oh, that's cool. His voice is shaggy. I think they kill you by like. Either like like murdering you and then like shoving you in them like in the animatronic like body. But okay. I just realized fucking Nicolas Cage made a movie just like that hmm. called Willy's Wonderland, hmm. where it was inside of a fucking restaurant and the animatronics came to life. And I think you might say like two words in the whole fucking movie. <laughs> just his faces and it just it was a dumb movie. Was he though. the animatronic? No, he oh. was the main guy fucking having to destroy all the So it was just like a, a like no talking him just like yes. fucking up fucking yes. animatronics. <laughs> fucking weird. I think it was on Netflix or Hulu. <laughs> it's a movie I'm about. That was a weird one. But Five Nights at Freddy's is gonna be awesome. Freddy Face Bear. I just remember, like, everyone kind of, like, we just made fun of it, really, a lot when it first came out, and then it kind of blew up with us following, and then people were like, oh, no, I always liked Five Nights at Freddy's. Always. Always. (laughs) Just like everybody loved Keanu Reeves before fucking his... He's a good guy. John Wick movies. Mm. Yeah, but it was John Wick that made him famous. It's like, man, I've been watching What? The Matrix. What? That's where, like, he just blew the fuck up. Point break? I'm not saying that, like, that didn't... It's just everybody jumped on the Keanu Reeves bandwagon. He was in Bill and Ted's Most Excellent Adventure, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's the original. Yeah. 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 Like, old, old people, but then everybody all of a sudden loved Keanu. He's like, man, I've been watching him since, like, Point Break. There was that fucking thing where he was, he can't, I think he came to the fucking, where he was announced. I don't know if this is the right thing. I might be mixing it up. I think it was when he was announced that he was going to be in the cyberpunk one. And someone was like, everyone was like freaking out because he came up on stage and they're just like, you're amazing. And he stops. He's like, no, you're amazing. And it's just like, yeah, that's Keanu fucking Reeves. Yeah. He just seems like such a cool guy. And I forget what event he was just at. Like, I think it was a sporting event and like 
five or ten minutes before the game, some kid asked him to play catch, and there's just a video mm-hmm. of him just playing catch with this kid. Oh, yeah. Just like, I want to meet this motherfucker. Smoke yeah, some, but it's like at the same time, it would them. probably be like the least like anticlimactic celebrity. Like, he'd probably just like be like a normal dude. And just, just, that's the point. You just totally forget that you actually met a celebrity like yeah, Keanu Reeves. that's how I want to feel about a celebrity. I actually just watched a TED Talk by Adam Driver about him like talking about his like because he was in the marines mm-hmm. and uh oh really yeah he was discharged after i think three years of his four or something like that because medical he, or something yeah he got into like i think it was a mountain climbing accident or something where he like dislocated his sternum yeah so he couldn't be a marine anymore so even though you could him. dislocate your sternum yeah yeah they were always weird on not having injuries like that's why i couldn't even go well, once you get to a certain point, if it happens again when you're out there, now you're a liability. Yeah. And it's like you're like more likely to be at risk of like certain things and stuff like that. And then it just puts everyone else in danger if you can't do your thing, kind of. But uh, he he went tried to be tried to go to Juilliard when he was like 17 or whatever. They denied him, so he's like, "Fuck, it, I'll go to the Marines." He really liked the Marines and everything like that. But then he got discharged, and he basically like felt bad about it because he joined after 9 11. Mm-hmm. That was like the whole reason, and. Uh, he started this like acting company basically that would go to like and help like soldiers and like veterans like deal with like trauma and stuff like that like mm-hmm. through like acting mm-hmm. like nothing like fancy just like doing like monologues like no lights no production value like just like speaking the parts and stuff like that yeah it's really cool hmm. that's cool like he just seems like a really good guy too he's good at acting I yeah. like him he plays like that fucking he plays I- every character pretty solid yeah, I never even like really knew about him too much until Star Wars, and now I've been seeing him in a lot more stuff. Like he was in the Black Klansman. He was the white cop that was the like opposite of the black cop. Yeah, like the actual like guy like playing like the to go uh-huh. to like the rallies and shit. People want him to play Severus Snape in the new Harry Potter series. It's getting rebooted. I, I, yeah, that still blows my mind. I mean, he would do a good job. I think he definitely would. I don't look think st- it, I, it. At first, maybe it blew my mind, but I don't think so now. I think now it makes perfect sense. Oh, I'm surprised they didn't do it sooner. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <sighs> Harry Potter's the one where like they made was, a fucking amusement park out of it. I yeah. know, but like, you can go, like, you can, Disney did that. But why you can do you go to, to Diagon the, Alley? Yeah, like they're the. It's a straight up reboot, right? Like yeah. they're gonna redo the. From what I've heard, and it's been a while since I've looked up stuff about it, but from what I heard, it's gonna be a series. So not not movies, uh-huh. a series, and each season is going to be a book adaptation. Okay. So they really be able to go into it. So it's going to be like eight, ten episodes of, boom, like mm-hmm. the shit, and they'll be able to do stuff because they'll the one thing about Harry Potter, because I'm on a couple of different fan pages online, like that I follow and stuff like that, and the one thing about Harry Potter is that there, is, I don't want to say there's a lot of, I don't want to say there's adaptations more than condensed. They just condensed a lot of stuff where there's just more details. I'd say especially like the later books too. Absolutely, because yeah. they're so much bigger. Like that's why the, like the fourth one I hate. Like is I think is the worst movie just because the book is so much better than it. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, dude. Because like that was stuff still that, one of my favorite of the movies. Yeah, it's. I think it's because that was the. I think it's pretty much trial, universally. Right? The, yeah, yeah. The I mean, but Goblet like, of Fire. There's yeah, so much you. more and like. Like, not even, like, other challenges. Like, it's the same challenges, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But, like, just, like, the way they do them, like, it's so much better. Character interactions, too. Yeah. Just, like, yeah, they how stuff goes down. feel like they were just short. And just real, like, rushed. If you out. watch, yeah, yeah, if you watch them back, like. But, I mean, to make it an hour and 45 minutes, like, you have to. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, too. 
I'm not. I, I could be wrong on this because it's been a while since I read that book. I'm pretty sure the end when Voldemort and him like meet wands, mm-hmm. that dome thing that goes around them, it like lifts them up, and they're just floating doing that. Yeah, something like that. Like it, it's lot, just way more like and like a lot more spirits come out and talk too. Yeah. Hmm. I think there's also a miss up, a mess up too. I think there's a mess up with wh- how the spirits come out in the in the movie. Mm. Some is like one of them comes out of order, I think, because it's supposed to be like they come out in the order that they were killed. Yeah. So Cedric first, then that old man that was took care of the They're riddle like the house, then his parents, yeah, and stuff like that. And I think I think it was with his parents. Like one of them comes out first when they should have came out last. Was, like I think her, I think his mom comes out yeah. first, and then his dad comes out. But mm-hmm. really, should have been the other way around. Because no, 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 the other way. His dad comes out, then his mom comes out because the last one he killed would have been her. Because he's already, oh, yeah, he yeah. was already dead. He killed yeah. his father, and then he went upstairs, and she gave her life for him, and stuff like that. And it was just like, yeah, it's that kind of stuff. Another thing too is just like, how old do you think Lily and James were? His parents when everything went down? Yeah, twenty five, twenty one. And if you look at those fucking actors and shit like that, bro, they look like they're forty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. Like, so I just they aged in the ghost realm. Come on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but even no, even when they showed like the the uh, like he has the out uh, the photo album, yeah. with them moving, it shows them. There's the flashbacks of like everything that happened. It's like they just look like they're fucking forty, and they're actually just like they're like fresh out of Hogwarts, like a couple of years, uh-huh. and then murdered. So yeah, luckily they weren't murdered sooner um, like snape saved him yeah snape found out about the prophecy it was like hide them i'll never be with this woman but hide them that's the one thing i hate it dude uh, one thing i usually don't fucking bitch about adaptations but the one thing i cannot stand about the fucking about the movies is when they did that scene where snape showed up to the house and like was holding Lily's dead body crying over her and stuff. That never happened. <laughs> oh, shit. That, that never, never happened. Yeah. Happened. Sirius Black was the first one who showed up. Because Sir- mm-hmm. if you remember, like, Hagrid shows up and he brings Harry in in a motorcycle. In the book, they're just like, where'd you get that motorcycle? And he's like, oh, Sirius Black, like, let me get it real quick. Sirius found them. Sirius Black was the one who showed up, found the Potters, realized that Peter did everything that he did, and he went after Peter Pettigrew after he gave Harry mm. to Hagrid. Okay. Snape was nowhere to be found. Snape never showed up there. Damn. Plus, it's just plus like if you just watch it, it's like he's literally like Harry is bawling. The baby Harry mm. is bawling right behind him, and he's just holding like Lily's body, bawling his eyes out too. And it's just like get the child. Like what? No, no, what? Snape. That's James's. What? Are you doing <laughs> she's already dead one of my favorite parts about that shit though is uh when mad eye moody which actually isn't mad eye moody it's fucking barty crouch jr when he fucking uh the ninth doctor yeah david tennant yeah oh do you know yeah. david do you know yeah. david tennant does the does uh have you watched the ahsoka series no. with that droid i haven't watched ahsoka there's a droid that does um he's basically he's trained like every jedi that went through the jedi temple and stuff like that is he um, the one with the lights that does like the lightsabers yeah, he like helps them create them and stuff like that. I think that's David Tennant. It probably okay. is. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he did. He like came back and he did the droid for the because he did Rebels, I guess. Oh, okay. And then I'm pretty sure he came back and he did the voice for them now. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's really cool. I still um, need to watch. But that. yeah, he tells Harry about like or he's or, like Mad Eye Moody's going over the unforgivable curses, and he's just like the killing curse. There's only one person who's known to have survived it. 
and he's sitting in this room. Everyone looks <laughs> literally. Over. Everyone just stares at him like, "Oh fuck, bro!" Like yeah. that's some shit, bro. Like literally, like you are the only person in the world that's ever been hit with this and survived. Which is like, no mother's ever died for their child before. That's in the, yeah. I was gonna say that too. Is like that's there's is kind of like a loophole there where it's just like. In that case, any woman that's, like, would given be, birth would. and, like, died from it, like, died giving birth to their son is like, oh, now you're protected from all magic, right? <laughs> I don't, it's just like, yeah, there is, there's a big thing about, like, the trace. That's, there's just so many little details that they can add in there, and they can just make stuff more fantastical than what they did. I'm, like, I'm like number six, like, all the pensive scenes. Like, yep. There's so many cool pensive yep. scenes. There's, like, more of those where you learn, like, the gaunts. You don't know nothing about the gaunts. Snakey, snakey on the door. Snakey, snakey <laughs> on the door. It, it, basically, when you, you've watched the sixth one, right? Where like I've Vol- watched them all. Okay, so where Dumbledore's like showing Harry like different like memories and the pensives to get him to realize that he needs to get that one memory from Slughorn and mm-hmm. stuff like that. The other ones that he does is he's showing him memories of he's gone around the world and he's gotten memories of fucking Voldemort's family. So it's about like Voldemort's dad, Voldemort's mom, fucking Voldemort's grandfather was and, one like, of them. It basically shows like his whole family was like just fucked up, like just. Fucked and that's up in the why. He, and that's what, why he's what he fucked is. up. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I I can't remember if this one's like, if this is just a conspiracy theory or not. But they say wasn't it that his mom, his mom fed his father a love potion or something like that. And that, and he was conceived that way, and that's why they think that. Mm. I, I just don't know if that's in the. Again, it's been a long time since I read the yeah, books. Yeah, me too. I don't really remember it at all. But exactly. I know that's either one that's true, or it's a conspiracy theory about it. Was it that his mom? Vaguely familiar. Yeah, because like. his father was a Muggle. That's the whole thing about like none, like none of them even realize, like none of the Death Eaters even realize that like Voldemort Wasn't, is Muggle-born. Yeah, yeah. His dad, he, like, he's a mudblood. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Like filthy mudblood. Yeah, it's the whole like. That's what, it's like the, that's the whole point. Like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like I, the Hitler thing, where it's yeah. just like he is what what he fucking hates so much. But also, it's just he's also just so powerful that what are you gonna do? <laughs> like they were literally all that scared of him because he just like he had such knowledge. Like he just went out and he just gained this much knowledge. Other than like the only reason why Dumbledore technically wasn't as strong is literally just because he didn't do evil shit. Like, yeah, they say that like in the first book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. McGonagall was just like, in the very first book, she says, like, he's scared of you. Like, you were the only one who ever scared him. And he's like, I have powers that, or Voldemort has powers that I would never have. And she's like, yeah, because you're too nice to ever do them. <laughs> like, it's like, even without those powers, you still fight this motherfucker. And uh-huh. y- it's like, just imagine if you did do what he did. Yeah. Like- I mean, Vol- Dumbledore was so powerful, he took the Elder Wand from the guy who had the Elder... He, he took the unbeatable wand yeah. from the guy who had the unbeatable wand, and he didn't kill him. Like, he just beat him. <laughs> Somehow. That's how what Fantastic Beasts was going to go into. Like, that was their whole thing, because yeah. Grindelwald and him were, like, in love. They were, like, childhood friends and stuff like that, and then when they were younger, they went out to look for the Deathly Hallows, because Dumbledore in his youth, he was, like, obsessed with, like, power and stuff like that, and that's where, like, later on in his life, you realize, like, that whole pursuit for power is where he, like, changed, and he didn't turn into, like, a Voldemort Mm -hmm. character, he turned into someone who's, don't get me wrong, Dumbledore's pretty fucked up. (laughs) 
Yeah. Dumbledore is pretty fucked up, bro. Like he, he kind of like just lets Harry go through all this shit just just yeah. cause, just to basically finish Voldemort. Yeah. Like because <laughs> like, he's so, the only one that really can do it. I mean, that's the one thing that because, Snape does say in the last one. Like when you see Snape's memories, he's like, "You've just been raising him as a pig for slaughter." And then Dumbledore, at least in the movie, they're like, "Oh, don't tell me you care about him now." And it's like, "No, don't 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 dodge my question, <laughs> there, buddy. Hold up. <laughs> You've been raising this kid for a pig for slaughter the whole time." But honestly, he was. Because he still, because then when but you realize with him that being a Horcrux isn't what that's, that's what the, yeah. Once when I feel like when Dumbledore realized that he was a Horcrux, he, but he knew. didn't always know. Well, I don't think Snape. <laughs> yeah. I think he always knew. I agreed, but but then again, like when that conversation happened with Snape and him, yeah, he knew. He knew that he was a Horcrux, and he knew he didn't want to tell Harry that or anything like that. But he also knew, like, okay, he'll figure it out. <laughs> because he said he's like he's like it's essential that Voldemort do it. Voldemort needs to do that. Like Voldemort will kill off that part, and that's exactly what it was. Is that he? He's not killing Harry. He killed off that part of his soul. Then he has to stomp a baby into the train station. I don't think he does that. In the he book. doesn't stomp on it. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> if you leave it there alone, it does die. Uh-huh. Someone will come. Across it's not it. a baby. Oh, okay. Just a really fucked up version of Voldemort. <laughs> Yeah. All the Infuri in the in the sixth book, you know, when they go across the lake and stuff like that, and all mm-hmm. those are those are all muggles that Voldemort killed. Just to put in the lake. Just to put there. Just to put there. Just to put there. Like all so the how muggles. many people did he fucking actually kill? Oh a lot. Tons. Oh tons, bro. Well, especially cool. the Death Eaters. The Death Eaters would just go out and kill muggles. Like literally that's like, what they yeah, did. Yeah, the first they time would, like, it was around them up in the air and like torture them and shit so people could see. Yeah. Like the first time it was it around, it was, was insane. Fucking Hitler just yeah. killing millions of fucking people. In the book again, there's like, um, like in that beginning where they bring Harry to the Dursleys and stuff like that. Like McGonagall is like scoping out the Dursleys and stuff. And when Dumbledore comes, he's like, "Yo, everyone needs to chill. Like they're gonna, like the Ministry's gonna have crazy time trying to fucking obliviate all these people because everyone was literally the the Wizarding World was so happy when Voldemort was dead because they were so scared that they were just out in public. They're just doing wild shit." owls were flying all over the place like right at the beginning of the first book like people are like we don't know what's going on with the owls we also don't know what's going on with the weather mm. and all these crazy people out with cloaks on like we don't know like literally yeah. everyone was just out there's a point where mr dursley runs into a wizard and he almost like knocks him on the ground and the guy's like hey that's all right even a muggle like you should be happy today <laughs> <laughs> like literally like everyone and just they're just like everyone was so happy they literally almost broke the secrecy like like cross the nation because he was just literally it was just like that like people were just just like in the book in the last one there's like you ever notice in the last movie where he's like uh ron and them are listening to uh, a radio mm-hmm. that was like there was a secret station and it would change every oh, time yeah. because like there was some of the kids from hogwarts who were like updating the order and like people who were on who weren't Again, who were against the Death Eaters, but the Death Eaters, that's why they had to change it because the Death Eaters would like find them and find the station because they'd be giving updates to people who were missing and people who, f- who were found dead and stuff like that. So, like, people all around the country could realize if their family and friends were like gone. And that's what they were like listening to the whole time. Like, that's why they get into a fight. And he's like, You know why I'm listening to this? And he's like, Yeah, I do. Like, my whole family's dead, bro. <laughs> Literally, everyone started died. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whole family dead. But that was another point, too, is, like, when you get later on in the books, you just realize, like, at the beginning, you feel so bad for Harry because of his family and stuff, but then it starts, like, as they grow up, you start realizing that it's just like, yo, everyone, it's not just Harry. 
Like Harry, Harry is the main like. Or I mean, even but, Neville. Like look at Neville's parents. Like sure they yeah. didn't die, but they were tortured. Do they worse. were insane? They always yeah. say yeah. like everyone says that the that Neville's parents suffered a fate worse than death. I mean, and you get to see them too. That's another thing in the book. They actually go to Saint Mungo's and they see Neville's parents. Who oh are yeah, crazy. they run into Neville there, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm visiting my parents." And, and they, that's like, when they find out, them. and that's when he tries to tell like, "Hey, like don't tell people about my parents. Like I'm not not ready to like hear about it yet." And that's the one thing about Harry and Neville. Literally, the only difference between Harry and Neville is that Voldemort thought it was Harry. Yeah. That's it. And basically, I also think that well, might come down to is that Snape thought it was them. Mm-hmm. Snape overheard the prophecy that Professor Trelawney gave, which said basically a bunch of like obscure facts about a boy who was born at a certain time of year would be the downfall of the Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. And Snape thought it was Lily. Yeah, Snape, Snape like, thought it was like hated James and always loved, like lusted after Lily. So like, of course, he would automatically think it was them. He thought it was them, but Neville was like the, it was like the same thing. Like yeah, Neville he was born, was born on the same, the same day, like yeah. the same everything. Like, they were born in the same type of year and stuff like that. Like it, like everything could have been Neville. That's like, another the point. One, they there and they listen to the prophecy together, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of just look at each other. Like yeah, it could it could have like literally the only difference was is that basically Voldemort just thought. Like it literally, like Harry Potter could have been Neville Longbottom, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. And, and it could have been totally different too, because his mom and dad could have might have never done what. I mean, I think they also at that time they were already mad. Like someone already, like Barty Crouch had already tortured them and were mad, so no one would have gave their life. Harry would have never, or Neville would have never, yeah, uh, f- survived the unforgivable curse. All the shit. He wouldn't never become a Horcrux type stuff. I just always. It's a me- lot deeper than what the movies like. The movies are like seem make it seem like really fantastical, and they do get more mature as you get up. But it's just like it's way deeper. Like when you get into there. See, I never actually read the first three. Really? Yeah. Because the third one's really good. That's what I've always kind of thought is to read the third one. Bro. Read the third one, bro. Because the third one it goes into way more detail about the Marauders, about mm-hmm. how basically like. Sirius almost killed Snape. Like one time, like they were picking on Snape so bad that he took him to the fucking Shrieking Shack when fucking Lupin was turned. <laughs> yeah, as a werewolf. And then fucking James had to come and like save him. And Damn. that was the whole point, too. That's another thing is like Snape hated James, but he owed James's fucking life mm-hmm. because he saved him. So it wasn't just the fact, it's like he absolutely hated James so fucking bad but but james was the one who showed up and like saved him from fucking lupin also like saved Sirius from like putting that on lupin like lupin would have had no control like they were all anime guy so they could have they have control when they turn into animals they have control over this stuff lupin wasn't lupin was a werewolf he was turned by uh fenrir grayback when he was like a child so, like, he had no control, and that's the whole point why they did that. Like, why they went to the Shrieking Shack, and there's a whole big thing into, like, yeah. that. Like, why they all turned... Like, that's why they call, like, Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. Mm-hmm. When they when they found out that Lupin was a werewolf when they were in school, they all became anime guy so they could help him. And then even Dumbledore, I'm pretty sure, like, helped them get to the Shrieking Shack. Told them how to, like, disable oh, the, the fucking... in Hogsmeade, right? Yeah. yeah. No, not in Hogsmeade. It's the... Under the under the uh, tree oh, under yeah. the whomping willow he like showed them how to get there and like make that secret passage and stuff like that so every month when he turned he would go there and change and they would be by him 
they would be like near him and stuff like that as their anime guy forms and like you know just be there for him for their friend who obviously was probably no one knew that he was that kind of shit yeah. he doesn't eat people it was like dumbledore kept it quiet that he was a werewolf mm-hmm. so like people wouldn't freak out the way that they did when he finally when he came back to be a teacher but then also there's another thing where like snape like at the end of book three, Snape tells everyone that he's a werewolf. Snape's the one, like basically all that shit happens in the Prisoner of Azkaban, and Snape's just like, all right, fucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in six, Snape's making all those, like in the Half Blood Prince, he's the one that made up all those spells just to like fuck with James and all them. Yeah. They like, said, they said that Snape was such, like, Snape is so smart. When he came, he knew more, he knew and, pro- and I think it was he created more curses when he came to Hogwarts than people even knew. Like, he would literally make up spells on his own because he was so, like, knowledgeable about magic and stuff like that. <laughs> and Harry's like, it has to be my dad. Yeah. It has to be my dad. Yeah. And then he, he real- uses the one on Malfoy and almost fucking kills his ass. Yeah, he used the Sectum Sempro on Malfoy, yeah. and that's when fucking Snape realizes, like, oh, shit, that's my... And that's how you've been so good at potions this year, huh? Yeah. <laughs> hey, little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's just way deeper. It's just, it's just, it's way fucking deeper. I've ne- and I've never read the series, so. It's good, bro. It's really good. There's also a point where I'm pretty sure where. I think there's just little things where, like, there's one point where Harry gives, like, oh, yeah, because he thought, he he knew that that Malfoy was doing some dirty shit in the sixth book. And I'm pretty sure instead of just downing the whole bottle of Felix Felicis, he he gave some to everyone else, like all of his friends, because he just wanted to make sure, like while he was going out doing stuff with Dumbledore, that they weren't going to get like fucked up. And he up. was like only using like little bits at a time. He'd be yeah. like, "Well, I only need like an hour's worth of luck right here to make it through this part, so I'll just take like a little sip, that kind of thing." Yeah. <laughs> It's just it's just awesome, like the little details in it. Plus, like the other, like not even like really relevant to everything, but just like the world building, like when they go to George and Fred's fucking shop, mm-hmm. and like just all the little shit that happens there, mm-hmm. or just like different things like that. Especially like in the fourth one too, when they go to like the Quidditch World Cup. I always loved that part so much because that was just mm-hmm. so fun. Like, it just seemed like that would be so fun to just do. Just the World Cup in general where yeah. Crumb fucking is, like, beat up or something like that and he fucking grabs the snitch even though he knows that they'd lose type <laughs> shit. Like, that's, like, so cool. You they don't even get to see, fucking... like, the cool fucking ending to the actual game of the Quidditch World Cup. Yeah. They Victor buy this Crumb, fucking, like, like, telescope that has, like, all these, like, switches and shit. It can extend super far to, like, it can, like, do replays and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you can watch, yeah, you can, like, watch a play and then it's, like, you're watching a telescope but you can, like, rewind it in the telescope and, like, watch uh, it again from far away. You can fucking, but yeah, Victor Crumb is basically, like, the youngest seeker and, like, the, he's, like, the best seeker in the world and stuff like that and their team was losing so bad, but he, yeah, like, even getting the seeker wasn't going to be enough points. But he just, yeah, like, he got the snitch and he, like, it was, yeah, like, a brutal bad. game. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure he was, like, beat up and it was just, like, they were all, like, getting fucked up and shit like that by, like, bl- I really think, was he fucked up by bludgers? I don't remember exactly, but I think so. I can't. I just can't remember what it was. But basically, the- it was a real dramatic like game, and they were losing, and they were down like 160 points or something like that. And he grabbed the snitch, which gives you 150. Mm-hmm. So he just ended the game. So it wasn't that bad, and they only lost by 10. And then they're like, "Hey, you're, now you're gonna dance at our school, <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna try to fuck Hermione." Yeah, and about, like, Floor and her family, because they're, like, I can't remember what they're called. I'm trying to remember what it is Or now. all the scenes with fucking Hagrid and that tall-ass bitch from... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. She's, like, a half-giant or something. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember her name. Fuck. 
Why can't I remember it either? That's so wild. That's very uncharacteristic of me to not remember something so definitive. Madame Maxime. Mm. Yeah. She's like half giant, but she doesn't want to believe it. Yeah. When you're taller well, than well, Hagrid, you're fucking tall. Well, I mean, it was just the point that they were like persecuted back in the day. Like, it's like the same. It's like all of like, ha- like you're, if you're a half breed of anything. That's why people always make fun of Hagrid and stuff like that because they know that he's. Is he powerful? I mean, I mean like to be strong, honest, uh, his fucking wand was broken and only a piece of it was put into his fucking umbrella and he still gave Dudley a tail. Yeah. And he still gave I'm Bradley sure if he punched you in the face, you wouldn't enjoy it. I didn't know. Like, and there's t- he and there's was points really in the, good at magic or not. There's points in the book where like he literally just like takes like stupefies to the face. Yeah. And he's still like, don't get me wrong, it fucks him up, but not like a normal fucking But he fucking definitely human. takes a couple for him to go down. Yeah. Like they be, they be hitting fucking Hagrid with shit and he's still like on his feet, like still fucking going. Like, that's and like the, there's certain times where they even ban him from using magic. Like when the ministry's getting taken over by like... Uh, soul death yeah soul eaters death eaters and stuff well he's banned from using it at all okay because of the chamber of secrets yeah so he had the he had the acromantula the the spider aragog he had aragog and voldemort tom riddle like blackmailed him for being for releasing the monster so that's why hagrid can't use magic back in the day 50 years ago they thought he opened the Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. And they tried to make it seem like it was all just an accident type shit. Like, whatever, whatever. Which is weird because I don't even think Hagrid was a Slytherin. Heir <laughs> of Slytherin, except... Might Definitely be, not a part Maybe he's in Hustle, Hufflepuff. <laughs> but yeah, it's like that type shit. They, uh... Aragog gets away. And Tom Riddle, like, turns Hagrid in. And they break Hagrid's wand. And they expel him. He can't use magic anymore, but Dumbledore kept him on as the groundskeeper because he didn't have a home. His mom died when he was little. I think his mom and his dad died. Oh, when his they mom were was the giant. Yeah, and his dad like took care of him for a while. Yeah, and they both died when he was young, so he had no family. And there's one part I remember where Hagrid was like, "Ah, oh, me old dad. When I was like five, I would pick him up oh, and put, put him, him on the, the counter." <laughs> <laughs> he says that in the movie too. In the one movie, he's talking to Madame Maxine. He's like, "He's a tiny little man. By the age of six, I could pick him up." Put him up on me dresser. <laughs> <laughs> or fucking, like, they don't really, like, cre- you see Creature in the movies, but nowhere near as much as, like, Creature has in oh, the yeah. books. Yeah. Cre- fucking Creature, man. Creature is the one who originally, like, in uh, Five, in Order of the Phoenix, when Harry's having those visions where he thinks, like, Voldemort has Sirius. Mm-hmm. He has the visions, but he goes back to, like, Grimald Place, and he's trying to find Sirius. And Creature is the one that's, like, he's laughing. He's, like, laughing, and he, like, tells Harry, like, yep. They fucking got him. <laughs> like, I can't do anything against him here, but yep, they fucking got him. <laughs> and that's when he's just, like, so fucking pissed. Like, he gets really mad at Creature, but then he, then someone, I can't remember, someone talks about something, and he realizes that he's, cra- like, later on, he's Creature's master because he inherits Grimold Place. So yeah. that's his. And then he's the master of Creature, and that's when eventually Creature, like, takes his side because he shows him compassion because, like, fucking... Sirius's brother was trying to find the locket, which is the one of the Horcruxes and stuff like that. And he made Crasher drink the potion that Dumbledore did, which made him like relive like his worst memories or something like that. It like tortured him and stuff like that. So, like Regulus was Regulus was still a Slytherin, like he was a dickhead, but he also realized that he didn't. He needed to like beat Voldemort. Like Voldemort was way past what it would be. Like 
what it should be. You know, for like they, the whole blacks believed in like superiority and fucking pure bloods and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, basically racial superiority. Yeah, but they didn't. <laughs> still, like Voldemort would kill anyone. Didn't matter. Like you piss him off, like he'll kill you, like right on the spot type shit. So he tried to like fight against on he, like, site. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He tried to like defect from the Death Eaters and try to like find out about Voldemort and how to like kill him and stuff like that and like he was still a dick to Kreischer so that's when like Harry showed him like compassion and stuff like that and brought Kreischer over to his side plus he kind of just had to listen to him he would just say stuff like do this not this now (laughs) (laughs) Kreischer always just like walking by though just like mutters some racist shit under his breath and keeps going yep (laughs) filthy blood traitors and mudbloods alike (laughs) just walk off start cleaning something (laughs) Even the fucking Sirius's mom, like the portrait who, like, if the yeah. fucking curtains go by, she'd be screaming. She'd be, like, fucking yelling and shit like oh, that. keep these shut. <laughs> yeah, just shut the magic curtains real quick to keep her to shut her up. Yeah, it's really good. I would, honestly, I would recommend it. I'd really recommend getting it. You can even find, I'm pretty sure if you get the audiobooks, that's a, I would recommend that, too. Ooh, yeah, that yeah. would work. That's honestly the way I listened to them back in the day. We had four or five and six on audiobooks and cassettes. Mm-hmm. So there was fucking like 25 of them bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know fucking, what is it? Is it Stephen Fry? For that one actor? He's like I, the... He is an actor. Yeah. British actor? Yeah. Bigger guy? Yeah. Yeah, like so tall. he, there's, he does, there's another voice actor who reads the Harry Potter books and audiobooks, but then Stephen Fry does them too. And there's this interview where he goes out and he says that when he was reading the audiobook in the first book, he had the roughest time saying, J.K. Rowling wrote, uh, Harry pocketed it. Pocketed it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, for the long, he's like, I couldn't get it for the longest time. He's like, so I went up to her eventually and I asked her, like, hey, like, can we amend this and like, have like can i can i say something different other than harry pocketed it and fucking she's like no <laughs> she literally said no and he's like in every single book there's at least one instance then where she wrote all, where she wrote harry pocketed it and in the fucking book just for him which is fucking hilarious that's a turf for you yeah <laughs> we won't talk about her <laughs> we've already talked about the turf we just don't they're great, bro. They're really great. Like those books, I read them in elementary school. Yeah, like, I, re- I remember. Yeah, I read them when I was in elementary school, and they're just like that's the one thing that was just like that got me into like basically reading. I wouldn't. I basically won't read anything in general unless it's fucking fantasy. Like the fantasy, just it captivates me more. It gets me actually into like reading if it's something like me and Mike have been. T- I'm into the fucking Wheel of Time books now. <laughs> like so good. Oh my god, dude. There's a big thing. I joined their fan page on like Facebook and stuff like that. And I told you, you the book cloaks. Oh yeah. There's this thing online where people call them the book cloaks where like basically the people who read the books and only like the books. <laughs> there's like, a, there's characters inside of wheel of time that are called the white cloaks. And they've just basically believe in like the same thing, like superiority type shit. They don't, they don't like the eyes to die. Anyone, yeah, anyone who can who channel magic is a witch and they have to kill them. Yeah. That's basically the whole thing. So they call them the book cloaks. There was their, their opinion is superior. And if they don't like the series, then <laughs> no one else is right. And stuff like that. It's just so funny. You have to check out, uh, our slash wetlander humor. 
Okay. There's definitely there's gonna be a lot of spoilers, but some of those are so funny. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm used to them right now. I've got I know who we were just talking the last time you were here outside, and you were like telling me about like Rand and who he gets with and stuff yeah. like that. And now I know. Yeah. <laughs> so like I'm just like watching the show. And they're now, just like, and like, you know what? Okay, we're all right with it. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Be with the dragon reborn. But yeah, it's just so funny how it's just like. Have, how far have you watched? Uh, I'm still on episode four, I think. <laughs> have you met... What's her name? What's the IEL woman's name? Aviende? Aviende, yeah. Have you met... Have you seen her yet? No. Fuck. Honestly, that's one of the best scenes in the fucking season two. I'm serious. So wait, she's in season two? Yeah. Huh. Do you want me to just say it? I mean, yeah. You- Perrin finds her. Really? Yeah. So when the Sean Sean came... When the Sean Chan came... Um, and like took over that town and like took them all hostage. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see him with Ishmael? Yes. And then they killed uh, Ingtar. Uno. Uno. Yeah. Which is weird because he comes back later on in the books and kind of has a big part, but I guess not anymore. Well, yeah, he's dead. So, yeah. <laughs> well, mm. um, yeah. So they take them as like prisoners. They take Perrin, but then who's the sniffer that's right now that isn't. Elias. Okay, then Huron. Is that who it is? Because that's what we were the guy. About. Yeah, the guy at the beginning who's like their sniffer. Yeah, the black dude with dreads. So he comes and he says, "Wait, that's parent. Elias, huh? That's Elias. Really? Yeah. Is that what they call him? In the- yeah, I Elias thought you said that that is, wasn't Elias him. Is the black dude with dreads. I thought you said that that wasn't him. That In the book, use- it's not him. Elias is his own dude. Elias is like the wolf guy, but he's not a sniffer. He's <sighs> just because they say they're calling him a sniffer, but that's his wolf, like communicating with the wolves and like his wolf like abilities. Oh yeah, I just don't know why I thought that the guy in the in the show was not Elias. No, oh, yeah, that's Elias. Okay, okay, that was my bad. I mixed that up. Um, so Elias comes and saves him mm-hmm. and they fucking go off and he ends up actually like taking them away from the caravan that like captured Loyal and Ingtar and all them. And, uh, he goes back to that fucking town and there's a whole bunch of white cloaks there. And yeah, Aviende eventually she's just like the way that the one, the like son of the head white cloak mentions it is <laughs> that she just showed up in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like she just showed up and they captured her somehow. Hmm. And then Perrin Freezer and some shit goes down. Okay, because in the book that Perrin frees an Aiel man, mm-hmm. but it's not Avienda. Yeah, they this, don't meet her yeah. until they go to the Aiel waste. Yeah, but uh, okay. Yeah, and this one he does. Hmm. It's just interesting. <sighs> yeah, but that's how they kind of. That's I think that's how they like get them all to go to Falm. Yeah. That's basically well, it because he knows that the he knows that the caravan like with loyal in them is going to Falm with the Sean Chan and fucking then he doesn't want to like Elias is trying to take in the show is trying to like take him away and he's like no I don't care I want to help my friends then he finds the then he finds Aviende and fucking she's like where are we going because you know you saved my life now I'm yours and he's like we're going to Falm <laughs> it's great I'm having a blast bro. Like I, I'm loving both. So in the show, do the white cloaks attack Falma? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then they also blow the horn. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Time for spoilers. We're just spoiling it, even for Mike who doesn't see it. Yeah, Matt blows it. I mean, Matt blows he already horn. knows. 
But that's the thing with like series like this. They definitely changed it enough. Could, it's so big that like the changes are like first off, some series changes stuff a lot, like in general, but like across fifteen books, like there's a lot of changes. Yeah. I've even just stuck like again, I get a bunch of spoilers now that I'm part of like these fan pages online and stuff like that. So I'm getting more spoilers where like st- like people are saying stuff and I'm like, whoa. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm sure. Hold I'm sure, dude. Like, hold the fuck out. Hold the phone. What's going on here? I was say, have you seen stuff about the Black Tower? Okay. Not at all. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's basically... I know about Varen. Okay, yeah. I that, which is a Varen. big reveal at the end, which I didn't realize. Like, that's really? pretty much like, yeah, like, the second to last book or the last book is when that's revealed. Wow. Yeah, bro. Yeah. She does some work. She really does. Which is so funny right now because there's that scene. There's a scene in season two where, like, um, Leandrin, like, mm-hmm. basically captures. She takes fucking Nynaeve, Egwene, and the daughter heir and fucking, like, gives them to the Sean Chan. And well, that, she, that happens in the book. Yeah. Well, she comes back. And fucking Varen's there, and she's like, "Oh well, I'm looking for Nineveh Gwen, and you know the daughter." <laughs> heir. She's like, "I th- I heard that they went on a trip, you know, down to blah 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 to see blah 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 blah." And she's just like, "Yeah, well, no." <laughs> like she's like, "Well, they're not here." And fucking Leandrin's like, "We gotta go tell the Amberlin Sea, like." What I heard about a I heard about a caravan that was attacked on the road. Like, what if it's them? Hurry up, we gotta mm-hmm. save them. And then like she goes up the steps and li- literally like Varen just sits there and she's just like staring up at her and you see like the smirk on her face. And now that I've read what I read, I was like, it makes so much yeah, like she knows. knows. Yeah. She fucking knows. Like, bro, like what? <laughs> she does say another thing too, where Leandrin says something. She's like, Oh, I brought like white asparagus back from my trip here. And uh she <laughs> She's like, I do know how you love to eat, Varen. She's like, that's fucked up. That's super fucked up. Well, they that's kind of they always mention her being like really plump in the books, mm-hmm. like when they describe her. But that blew me. That that threw me through a fucking loop when I got I bet there in it the did, book. Because I bet in the book here, like when you when I do finally meet her in the books and stuff, I bet she he is does. always with them, like with one of at least one of the like the main characters. Yeah, much. and it makes perfect sense of like what the big reveal is. And stuff like that. It's just like, like wild, bro. But also just the fact that like she like they can't lie. So like, how'd she do it? Yeah. Well, like, how'd she if, do if, it? If you're a black Audrey, you can lie. Oh, okay. The, you swear, oh, yeah, you swear to the sense. dark one, and that breaks your oath under on the oath. That rod. makes sense now. Yeah, because when they because when the Neve and the daughter heir get away, but Egwene gets captured in this one. They talk to the one, Rima. They talk to the one yellow Aja and Falm and stuff like that. And she says something. She's like, Leandrin, like, she broke the three O's and fucking, um, Elaine is like, every fucking one of them. <laughs> like, yeah. And she's like, and that's when Rima realizes, like, oh shit, Black Aja's real. Yeah. And actually, I don't know if you know, did you notice a Black Aja at the beginning? The very first scene in in episode one, when like the meet like Padden Fane's there, Ishmael. Is oh yeah, there. that's how that's how the second book starts. Yeah, you see the Sean Chan there, and then mm-hmm. you also it goes over one of the ladies' ring, and it's a black Aja. Yeah, it's a black ring, which was interesting. I didn't notice it at first, but I did notice it the second time when we walked through with her. I was like, oh my god, that's an Ice to Die ring, and I was like, black Aja. Oh fuck. Yeah. Except that takes place in Teleronry Old Bud. What? It takes place in the dream world. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Especially now that that's all opened up. Mm-hmm. Like the dream world in this in season two. And Perrin is the king of it. <laughs> See what I mean? Well, it's called <laughs> like, the wolf dream. Oh. Yeah. That's like what the wolves call it, the wolf dream. And so he's the. Wow. Well, I mean, he's so is he like, like more powerful than yeah, Lanfair in it? I mean, he's probably, he can be. he's probably pretty equal to her at least. Especially, like, by the end of the books, he's doing crazy shit in there. Wow. And, like, the whole time, like, Egwene's like, I'm the only one that's been able to access that for a thousand years. Like, the only Aes Sedai has been able to do that for a thousand years. And then she finally meets Perrin in it, and Perrin's just doing all this crazy stuff that she can't even, like, dream of, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Bro. Oh, my God, bro. I'm losing it. Like, in the books, the Aes Sedai are so fucking conceited. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I get why you're like the only people in the world that can do magic. You literally have like kings like shaking like whenever you come around, but like they're just so fucking conceited and like, oh, if we can't do it, no one fucking can. Like that kind of shit. <laughs> and then and just three- time after time after time, they're just like, you're so wrong, and you being wrong is literally putting the world in danger. Like the world's gonna fucking end just because you guys are being cunts. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's been three thousand years. Yeah. <laughs> They've just been running shit. Yeah, exactly. Like you guys have been running shit for three thousand, and you live like five hundred, nine hundred years sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, I guess you're going to be fucking conceited. But is Leandrin's son in the book too? It's never mentioned that specifically, but it. Mor- Moraine says to her, "Like, yeah, I know you've been meeting that guy in White Harbor, or, like whatever." So in this, they kind of took creative liberties and, and like, made took it, it one son. step further. Yeah, made it her son. Like it was always either like hinted, like it was kind of hinted at that it was his son, but it was never like specifically said. Sad, yeah, like, like she never, like you don't ever get to see her go visit him in the books. Mm-hmm. But basically, the one, the one, like she's a red Aja and she turns to a black Aja. She the fucking turn cloak. She's the bitch of the whole fucking of the whole fucking eye to die. All reds are cunts. All reds are. She's cunts. the only one you basically see. Yeah, but well. There's mo- red is the largest Arja, like pretty much like all the other Arjas, like pretty much equal the reds. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. Damn. that's wild because literally, like you have one red main character in the show. Yeah, like you don't see. I mean, you see a couple of them, but oh, it's kind of the same when the no books lines. really. You don't really see a lot about the reds. That's fair. And this one though, she fucking she's like the mean bitch. She's always scheming and stuff like that. And there's one point in the fucking in the first season where Moraine does that, where basically like Leandrin's onto her with like the the two rivers, like all the kids that she got together, um, Rand and everything like that. And as soon as she says something, Moraine turns right around. She's like, I know about the man that you see down by wherever. If you don't shut the fuck up and walk away from here. I'll tell you. I'll tell the Red Aja that you've been meeting him, and she's like, and we both know what they'll do to him, <laughs> like just threatening him, like saying, like, yeah, they'll fucking kill him. Like the whole thing about Reds is they hate men. Like they're the Aja that go and hunt after men who can channel. Since men who can channel go crazy and like kill people, they're like the Aja that go after them and they gentle them. They yeah. take the power from them and stuff like that to and make just, sure it's that just no kind one gets of boiled down over the years to like they just don't like men in general mm-hmm. like and also kind of just like the woman aspect of like we're better kind of mm-hmm. and like they don't take warders either because they like men are warders like each aja they, each Aes Sedai has like a warder and it's just like a protector. they're like magically bonded to that like gives them like extra like strength and stamina and stuff like that extra life and stuff like that so it's like yeah. they help protect them like in certain they walk with especially them. since they, the can't green, use do, the, they, since they can't use the power to harm people they can only use it on shadow spawn so they need, like, a bodyguard, basically. They need someone that can help them and that can, like, protect them and do stuff since they're bound by the three oaths. Yeah. Do all green Aja take two warders? No, or just but Alana? They, 
I mean, a lot of green Aja take more than one. Some some have like three or four, but Dang. they're the only Aja that take more than one. Yeah, everyone else takes one. Yeah, some greens only have one. Yes, but they're they're the battle Aja. Yeah, there's the ones who train and stand ready for the last battle. So that's why they have multiple warders because mm-hmm. they're gonna, supposedly going to go into a battle. I like Alana in this. Yeah, Alana's I like cool. her. I like well, her. until she does something. That's fair. She seems like a conniving little bitch, but. She basically, she basically rapes someone with the power, pretty much. Not like actual like rape, but like she Fuck bonds some. someone who doesn't want to be bonded. She, oh. yeah, and that's what they like equate it to, basically. Yeah, it makes sense. Because I kind of got those same vibes in this one. Um, Swan shows up, and basically, you know how fucking Moraine swore on the oath rod. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, like she's trying to escape with Rand and Lamfair out of Falm and stuff like that, and fucking Swan finds them, and she has, like, the paths open up and everything like that, and she's like, Moraine, shut it, and she's like, no, I can't, and she's like, shut it now, and fucking she uses the power to, like, make fucking Moraine shut it, and you, like, see her, Wait, like, who phys- does? Swan. Oh, wow. Because, okay. yeah, because she swore on the oath rod, so she has to obey her. Oh, okay, okay. So she, like... Same, like, I got the same vibes, too. I thought you, too. Like I thought she, you like, she was, like, using, like, compulsion or something. No. Okay. It was basically where she swore on that oath rod, and she, like, made her mm-hmm. do it. And I felt, like, the same vibes were, like, her Moraine, like, that, that was, like, a turning point where she's, like, you actually used the one power, like, kind of, like, exactly what you're saying. Like, you raped me with the fucking one power. Well, you made me fucking do this. Like, that's fucked up, bitch. <laughs> I just read a scene in the book where uh, they're hunting for Black Aja in the tower, and they call this Aes Sedai, like, down to, like, the basements and stuff. And they basically make her re-swear on the Oathrod. And then they make her swear to obey the two of them that are, like, hunting for him. And, uh, I guess this is a little bit of spoiler, but this is when after the tower splits. And, like, there's, like, a revolt in the White Tower. So Ooh. there's, like, two White Towers, basically. <laughs> and she was sent by the other White Tower to, like, tell them that the Reds have been, like, basically creating, uh, like, false dragons just to, like, go hunt and gentle them. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> but uh it was just like kind of like a scandal basically and uh they tell her that to stop spreading the lies of that because that was why she was sent back to the tower to like tell other sisters about it and uh she basically starts choking because they tell her like to do something she can't lie because she's nice to die but, but she she ha- she swore on the oath rod that she has to listen to them so she's yeah she literally oh. starts choking because she she can't do either of those things. And they, the one has to convince the other one to release her of it because she like she thinks that it's a lie. So she's that's what she's doing. What she Whoa. thinks. Yeah, dude, this show is fucking. The magic system in this is fucking wild, man. Well, and then there's also like the whole aspect of that. There's like I don't want to say multiple timelines, but there's like different dimensions kind of all happening at once because mm-hmm. like, there's traveling stones where they go to and like Rand kind of fucks it up because at first he doesn't want to be sleeping he activates a traveling stone with like Curon and a couple other people and with Lanfear pretending to be the lady and uh they go into this other like dimension basically that's like collapsing almost they get hunted by these weird beasts that he has to bail fire them and then uh he finally gets back to the traveling stone and manages to like get back to where they are <laughs> so there's like and that's the same thing that the dark well, the dark one, Ishmael, was showing him at the end of season one. Like, that was a different life you could have had. Or, like, you know, in the mm. in the gates with Nynaeve? Yeah. How they were, like, and when she was happy, and then they were like, yeah, there's Trollocs raiding from the north. That's that's the end coming. Like, that's the dark one escaping from... Oh! That's a different timeline. If 
they aren't doing what they were doing and they were doing that instead, that's what would be happening. Oh. Wow. It's just the pattern re- weaving everything like the Dude, right way. Dude, that was fucked up when she walks through the, when she runs through the arches with her daughter and then it just disappeared. Yeah. And it's like, oh, bro, like, she's going to be so mad. <laughs> Dude, once this bitch learns how to control it, people are done. Leandrin, done. Oh, yeah, Maybe. she faces down Forsaken all the time. Nynaeve? Yeah. She takes down two, I think. What? Yeah. Whoa! At the same time. Not at the same time. And but. Forsaken are like, they're immortal. So, like, if you kill them, they'll just get reborn in their same body, right? Well, no. They, like, if you kill them, they die. Mm. Uh, the Dark One can bring them back if he wants to, like, mm-hmm. kind of thing, because, like... I thought that they were immortal. There's well, they are. Can... They don't. They won't die because they're being like, they have the dark one's power. But if you kill them, like they still die. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, but uh, they'll just come back. And they've the also wheel. been like stuck in the boar. So kind of like basically like suspended animation. They just like didn't really exist for mm-hmm. all that time until the boar started weakening and they were released slowly. Mm-hmm. And so, but they have all the knowledge of like the height of civilization when everything went. I said I could do peak. anything with the power. Like they knew everything. They had like magic inventions, like technology so far like past ours. Mm-hmm. They had like all this stuff, and they know all that. And like they talk about how they have to come back to this barbaric world with mm-hmm. all these savages and everything. Like <laughs> yep. there's not even like anything good. Like there's no good wine anymore. Like they talk yeah. about like stuff like that. And it's so, basically like, like if you're <laughs> thinking, it's basically like Jetsons to the Flintstones. Yeah, pretty much. There's literally like flying cars everywhere in the one, like before the world broke and stuff like that and stuff that the Aes Sedai can do that just like, because that's what they say in this one, even in the show, they say like, Lan asked the one, he's like, do you believe that like the Forsaken have powers that Aes Sedai can't even dream of or something like that? And it's like literally been so long that even the Aes Sedai are just like... It's been 3,000 years and people just like, forget. I don't fucking know. Like, what do you... I don't, no one's seen a Forsaken in 3,000 years. What do you want me to say? And it's like, but they really do. Like, they like they fucking do, bro. They talk about in the book how, like, Aes Sedai can know which Aes Sedai trained other Aes Sedai by the certain hand movements they do when they do weaves. Oh. Because, like... It would the first way you learn to do a weave, it kind of like sticks with you. Yeah. So you might be able to learn another way to do it, maybe, mm-hmm. but it will never be as powerful as the first way you learn to do it. Uh-huh. And then like the Aiel, they cast, they use, they use the one power without like any hand movements at all. They, they think it's weird that the Aes Sedai like use hand movements. Yeah. I didn't even think Aielman could use it. I haven't even seen anything with like Aielman using it. Well, they they have wise ones that they call, and they're uh, the ones okay. that use like the one power. Men or women or just women? Just women. Well, because. Again, men. men go crazy. But you said, but isn't there's a way that Rand learns how to control it? Well, he they do, but it, it, it's the taint of the dark one. Mm. The taint of the dark one eventually drives you crazy. It could be quickly, it could be slowly, but eventually you'll succumb to madness. But isn't I thought isn't there a way that he combats that where he doesn't go crazy? Well, eventually they cleanse it. They cleanse Sidine. Oh, okay. They find a way to do it before he goes crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, and some of the Ash. Well, he he basically gathers men who can channel under him that's what the black tower is and he like trains them <laughs> bro and he calls them asha man <laughs> but uh, they take women warders <laughs> well some of them some of them uh take uh, like they bond with Aes Sedai then like they do that it's crazy but uh bro yeah what 
Two bonded fucking basically eyes to die. Yeah. One male, one female. Well, and like back in the back in like the golden age, that's what they it, would work like men and women with both eyes yeah. to die. They, yeah. would, work they would work together to together. do like feats that neither of them could do apart. Like that kind of shit. Because they would like channel together. Well, and like the they one link. Th- there's the like the true power is divided into two halves, like the yeah. male side and the female side. Sidine so, and Sidar. Sidar. So to like get the actual like true like full power of the one power you have to have both sides working together like that's how they cleanse sidine by rand works with the, it's like uh nice to die to cleanse sidine and they use the things that land like they use the keystones to like the biggest uh ter- uh song real that there are like the giant statue ones mm-hmm. that land fears like you and me rand we can fight we can fight the creator with this power yeah, and he's like, "Nah, I'm good. You're a fucking, you're a forsaken. I'm not doing this. Yeah, I have to die anyways. I, like, I have no time for love. <clears throat> Even though he has time for other loves. <laughs> oh, he's got time to fuck, but he doesn't have time for love. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, bro. Oh, it's so funny too when Elaine's pregnant with." the kids mm-hmm. uh she can't channel because when you're pregnant apparently you can't channel okay that's just how it is all right <laughs> not really not really bad when you're carrying the dragon reborn's children doesn't that suck that you don't like you're basically like a fucking god's fucking you're like a god's child but you like are like those children are like don't apply with the demigod rules yeah because of the wheel <laughs> I mean, they're probably going to be strong in the one power, hopefully, but... Yeah, but it's still... It's not, like, the same. Because, I mean, Elaine's, like, one of the strongest. She's not as strong as Nynaeve or... Egwene. Uh, Egwene, but she is really strong. Yeah, she's still good. She yeah. still knows how to use she's it. She's still, like, one of the strongest eyes to die around. Mm-hmm. And her mom could barely channel. Now, is is Moraine, like, one of the strongest eyes to die? She's really strong. She's not... Because she's not, like, Elaine and all them are above her still. Yeah. And there's still other, like, eyes to die that are stronger than her. But she is, like... Pretty strong, like top like eighty yeah. percent for sure. Like yeah. I mean, top like twenty. That's what exactly what I was about to ask. Is like she's like top tier, but not like you know not the, the shit. Yeah, her big thing is that she's just smart. Well, that's in like, blues in general. Yeah, yeah. They're, like tactically, they, she just plays everything. Yeah, they play everything the right way. She's like the Gandalf. Yeah, pretty much. Well, like she's been hunting for the dragon, like the, these for like twenty years. Yeah. Her and, her, and Rand, yeah, her and Land have just been going around looking for 20 years. For the Dragon Reborn. Yeah. Following, like, tales and prophecies and shit, trying to find out more. It's wild. Does, does, does their bond give Land longer life? Yeah, I think so. Okay. They get and, like, life. he can, like, heal faster and, yep. like, more stamina, better strength, more strength. Yeah, they mentioned a few times they're already in the book about how he, like, hasn't slept. Yeah, they don't sleep like, as I don't, much. He's like, I don't need it right now. Like, yeah. you can... She can also take, like, the weariness from him. Like, she, yeah. can, she can cast a weave that, like, same thing with, like, on their horses and stuff. Yep. That's what she was doing, like, while they were there. She was, like, giving it to the horses. You see it a little bit. I th- I don't... I feel like people don't, like, give credit to it in the show, but they do mention it about how, like, they can... Like yo, she's been keeping us up the whole time using the one power and stuff like that, and she's like does this thing like next to the horse where she's trying to take the weariness away. And I mean, like, you can basically make a sort of run to it will drop, but like it eventually needs sleep. Like you can't like go without sleep, but yeah, you can basically make it run to it dies. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right, Brian, I might not come there. I need to read. 
Mm. No, that's perfect. You can fucking listen to it there, too. Yeah. I know that's, that's what probably. I fucking did at the other warehouse. That's how I listened to all the Wheel of Times. Yeah. They're expensive. Yeah, they are. That's why I use, like, the... Audible. Yeah, well, like, the monthly credit's only, like, 20 Or I would buy, like, the three-pack where they're, like, $11 per credit or something mm. for, like, three. And when you're only paying eleven dollars compared to like the forty or fifty they are, Dude, it's a pretty real. big deal. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but then I've also I also have them now too, so I'm like I've already on my second listen. I'm sure I'll probably listen to them again. Mm-hmm. I believe I have the Harry Potter ones too. I might give those a listen here too. Like kind of mix match them. Fifteen's a lot. Ever since I watched Good Omens, I've been really into Terry Pratchett yeah. and Neil Gaiman. I really like them. I listen, like I've got a couple of Neil Gaiman's books. I'm so blown away. I'm into the fucking Wheel of Time, man. It's so good, dude. I told him I stopped reading Tolkien. <laughs> yeah. I stopped reading fucking Lord of the Rings books and shit like that because it's just like I'm so like I know a lot about Lord of the Rings. You've stuff. also yeah you've yeah you. I know a lot of stuff about Lord this of the Rings. Something stuff. new for you. Yeah, man. this is like I'm I'm fucking fresh feet in this motherfucker. Like I'm in, I'm fucking hooked. <laughs> whole new universe. Whole new fucking set of characters. Whole new like magic rule set. Like. Bro, I got a fucking fantasy boner out the fucking <laughs> here, man. I'm fucking fully torqued on this Wheel of Time shit. Have you gotten any farther in the first one? In the first book? Yeah. Okay. About halfway through. Nice. Yeah. They just, I just, uh, they met the Tinkers. Okay. Yeah, so they met the Tinkers. Uh, Elias is just like you know, like kind of like giving them the lowdown on the tinkers and He's stuff. He's like, "Hey guys, well, I'm going to go over here in the woods." Yeah. <laughs> Random matter on a boat with Tom and uh, Captain Doman. I love Doman. He comes back so much too. It's great. Did you notice that that was him? That old guy who gave her that speaks with Moraine in the beginning of oh, season yeah. two. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's him. I didn't realize it at first, but yeah, it's like that's that's just him. Anytime I doobie, yeah. <laughs> doobie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Captain Doman. Yeah, they fucking <coughs> trollocs right to his boat. Yep. And then he's pissed off. He's like, I wouldn't give my mother a free ride. <laughs> I wouldn't he, give my mother a ride down the river if she didn't have coin. <laughs> he gets a fucking seal. He gets one of the seals. What's a seal? Like the seals in the dark one. There's seven seals on the dark one's prison. And like throughout the books, like they keep finding like broken seals. Like, oh, every- wow. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's basically like the clock's ticking. Uh, <laughs> is the dark one Balsamom? Uh, no. Okay. That's another Forsaken. That's what I thought. His, the Dark One's true name is Shaitan. Shaitan. Yeah. That's what Only I just Rand can't wait, because, like, all these fucking Forsaken show up, and it's like, you see, like, them and stuff like that, and then I was like, I just feel like there's people who, like, are new to it, like me, but aren't getting this extra information, like, that I'm getting from you, mm-hmm. that don't even realize, like, bro, the big bad isn't even fucking... Yeah, he's like, still they keep, they keep saying like little things like about the dark one, the dark one, the dark one. But like, bro, all these motherfuckers are crazy. Like right now, imagine the dark one. Like, I like when the dark one calls the Forsaken to Shaogul, like where he's bound at. Mm-hmm. Like they say that when you walk through, like the cave has like these stalagmites through it that are like teeth or like daggers, like right above your head. And depending on how pleased or displeased the dark one is with you, they're like move. And like if they're like brushing against your head or like make you crawl through the cave, if he's like really angry with you or like he'll give you like some space then if he's like like not mad at you like it was like all right that's cool shit and like there's times where like one person walking through can walk normally but the other person will have to crawl because like dark one can just manipulate space like that yeah now is the dark one the creator 
Well, I mean, there's they're like the two opposing forces. Okay, so there's the dark one and the creator. Yeah, and then and the, at the beginning of everything, the creator bound sh- the dark one in Shio Ghoul. Oh. Like at the beginning of the turning of the wheel, and then something happens where he gets released. The wheel with turns. Lose Theron. Well, Lose Theron and the com- hundred companions attempt to bore into the Dark One's prison. They don't know it's the Dark One's prison, but they're like, they can sense like another magic source besides the one power. And they're like, we can access this. Imagine all the great things we can do with it kind of thing. So him and the Hundred Companions bore into it and release the Dark One taining Sidene. And then that's when the... the And then, then they make the patch on the boar. Which seals them again? Which is like what they see, and they sealed their... Like after like the War of Power... Between like the Dark One and the Forsaken, like the Forsaken and like ev- like the Aes Sedai and everyone, they at the end of that they seal the boar again, and that's when uh, they bind the Forsaken and the Dark One again. But okay. it's not like a permanent. It's not like the Creator made his prison. It's not perfect. Yeah, and he's slowly being able to touch the world again. Yeah, that's why he's able to like slip out and get into their dreams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then finally the seals are broken and he gets released again. Well, towards the end of the like, in, well, like kind of like the middle of the series, there starts to be an argument. Like Ren's like saying, like we have to break the seals if we want to fix the prison, kind of thing. Like you can't just cover up an already fucked up patch job. We have to. But everyone's like, no, you're not going to release the dark one. No. He's like, yes. Uh, Try yes. to stop me. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Especially once he gets like Calendor and stuff like that. Like Tyr. I don't know if you've heard much about Tyr yet. I've heard of it. It's like a place. Yeah, but like one of the prophecies is the Stone of Tyr will fall and the dragon will hold Calendor. And like the Stone of Tyr, like Tyr, they collect uh, Tyr Angriol and like different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like the Aes Sedai can't have it. Like they basically hate the one power too. So uh, the whole like Stone of Tyr, like the big castle, is just containing like the one of the most powerful. Uh, it's basically a, they call it the sword that's not a sword. It looks like a sword. It's basically a crystal sword, and mm-hmm. then it's a really powerful song reel that only a man can use. The dragon, pretty mm-hmm. much. They say if anyone else tries to grab it, they'll just be destroyed instantly. That makes sense. And then he goes there, and he fucking he takes a bunch of Aiel, and they <laughs> tear the place down. That's fair. I like it. I like it. I'm so addicted. I'm so fucking. I'm not even going to play any games tonight. <laughs> yep. I'm reading that. The thing I like, too, about that, I don't know if it, it continues, but something that I've noticed in the first book is that the chapters aren't fucking ridiculously long. The books, it's a big book. But there's lots of chapters. Yes. It like it doesn't make you like read like fucking 20, 30 pages of a fucking chapter. It, like, it actually feels like chapters. Some, I mean, definitely there are longer yeah, chapters. Yeah, I was going to say. But probably for the does. most part, there are like pretty like regular sized. Yeah. Like, a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. Like, type shit. And, yeah, I get what you mean. There probably is. But there's some books where it's just, like, every chapter is, like, holy fuck, bro. I don't even remember the beginning of this. I don't even remember where I started with all this fucking (laughs) shit. Like, it's so much easier to, like, when you break it down, like, the way that he's doing. I like, like, at least in that first book, I I enjoy it. And I think, like, the later into the book you get, like, the chapters start tend to get, like, a little bit longer. Just because I think, like, more stuff happens in them. Yeah. But... Other than that, it's still pretty. The thing that gets me about, like, stuff like this is, like, how do you sit down and start something like this? Like, you got to make up all the rules beforehand. (laughs) You got to, like, all the little references that I've already recognized and stuff like that. It was just, like, 
bro, how, like, obviously, they planned ahead. Obviously, they have this all, like, taken care of and stuff like that. But it's just like, how do you do that, bro? Yeah. How the fuck do you do that where you're just like, all right, like, this is where I can put this in. This is where I can slip, like, this little notion about what's going to happen six books down the line. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? Like, how do you do that? Especially, too, like, considering he, like, he died at the end, so they had to take, like, every all the other notes and everything and just give it to this other guy. and like, hey, can you finish this? I finally found one post, one fucking post that I've read so far out of all the stuff that I've, like, gone out with the Wheel of Time where someone finally said that they didn't like what Sanderson did with it. <laughs> but I've only found one. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who don't like what Sanderson did with it. But yeah. as for me, just, like... Just, like, skimming through stuff and learning more stuff about the Wheel of Time, I've only found one where, like, the guy was just like, eh. And he wasn't even like, yo, this is trash. He was just like, eh, wasn't really a big fan. But they were really upset that they were upset with how he did Matt. Mm, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. They said something. They're like, I don't, I won't get over how he did my boy Matt. Because <laughs> Matt in the books is so great. Like, he's probably my favorite character. He seems like, he seems like a great, like, in the beginning... Um, like in the beginning of season one, he definitely was just like, this kid's going to be good. Like this whole character development thing. He seems like a shysty little bastard. I can see how people might not like him, but I was like, he's going to have some good development, man. Like he's going to have a wild, like, especially once he like really gets into like battles too. And like, he's just such like a great commander and always talking about how he's like all these memories from the past, like going through his head and shit. He has a great scene in this. He has a great scene when he blows the horn and he fucking... He says something in, like, the old tongue or something like that, but it was just, like, very built up, and you're just like, damn, I don't know what he's about to say, but he's going to say something crazy. And then he says it, and you're just like, I still don't know what he said, but it's fucking crazy. <laughs> I also like how he's like, well, we might as well, and he just grabs it. <laughs> yep. Yep. And this one, it's like, I don't know if it's, I don't, like, with the horn or whatever. What does he do with the dagger? Well, in the book. It basically follows him for three books and like basically towards the end of the third one they t- end up managing to get him to the white tower and heal him from the dagger okay but he's like really weak afterwards and everything and he like doesn't really remember anything that really happened like he barely remembers blowing the horn of valier so do you know what he does in this one what? i don't know if it's the same he like basically pat and fane puts him in a room and like just Sits the dagger in front of him, and he was just like, I'm not going to grab that. And he's like, I think you will. <laughs> I think long enough sitting in this room with it, you're going to touch that dagger, buddy. So he eventually, like, he, like, rips a piece of, piece of cloth and stuff like that, and he, like, basically shimmies it off the fucking off the table and stuff like that and it's laying down and he wraps it then he breaks like a bedpost and he fucking makes a spear with it he like ties it and he makes a spear with it and then for that battle when he blows the horn of valir he's just fucking whipping around the spear with that dagger on it that's terrifying because in the book that literally one cut from that you basically just like start to dissolve and like scream that's what it does here too because that's how he opened up the box for the fucking they couldn't open it up or something Mm. like that so he just takes like the stick with the dagger and he fucking just like fucking cuts through the box gets the fucking horn and then that's his whole thing is he has like this fucking makeshift spear with that dagger on it where he's just swinging it around fucking he turns and he just all of a sudden he's just like a like you can just fight with that thing well it, it kind of makes because like he always talks about how his dad like used was the best with the quarter staff in his town, mm, and okay. he basically you taught him how to use a quarter staff. That makes which sense. Which isn't now. too much different than a spear. And yeah. then he gets uh, an Ashendari, they call it, 
It's basically like uh, one of those, like a spear, but it has like the scimitar blade on it. Uh, so like the kind of curved. Yeah. Like he gets one of those like in the desert and then it basically becomes his like main weapon then. Yeah, bro. He does that in this one and it's fucking awesome, bro. Just running around with his makeshift fucking spear with That's the fucking scary. dagger on the end of it. I also like how they have dinosaurs. The Sean Chan. What? They haven't seen any of the dinosaurs? No. Oh, okay. They didn't put that in there. Because they like they ride on like they talk call them like six legged like lizard things, basically. What? Yeah. Whoa, they didn't put that in there. And they have uh Drakar, which uh like a flying like chimera. Like in World of Warcraft, the horde had like these like lions with like bat wings, basically. Uh-huh. And that's pretty much what they are in this book. Okay. I saw uh, there's also a point where you see loyal tree sing. Yeah. What's that? Oh, a uh, certain Ogier, like, it's kind of, like, fading out of them, but he's one of the ones that can, like, sing wood into shapes. Like, that's how, yeah. like, they build their houses and stuff like that. Like, they sing the wood into, like, different shapes and stuff. He fucking does this thing where he's just, like, this low fucking monotone. He's like, oh. And, like, there's, like, a little, like, ficus tree sitting nearby because he's, like, captured by the Sean Chan, and the one lady was just, like, sing for me. And he's, like, tree singing is... She's, like, sing! <laughs> he finally, like, walks over, and he starts doing it, and you see the tree moving. And, like, all the Sean Chan nearby are, like, kind of captivated by it, and then the lady, like, makes him stop and stuff, so it's, like, they don't they don't well, get, like, intrigued or anything. Which is weird because the Sean Chan have Ogier. They, the, the, they call them the Ogier Gardeners. And they're, mm-hmm. like, like basically the oh, late Oh, that's fun. She, did, she does call him that. <coughs> a gardener? Yeah. Because yeah. she, she says, sing for us, gardener, or something like that. So it must have just been, like... A- well, they're basically armored Ogier that just have giant battle axes. Yeah. And since they're, like, twice as tall as a person, pretty much, like, it fucks shit up. I did like how they, like, gave Loyal a little bit more... Like when the Sean Chan come, you actually that you see how they had him like strapped down and stuff like that, and he yeah. started like whipping him around and like chucking him and stuff like that. That actually felt kind of cool. That he was like they showed him like actually in Ogier form. Well, at one like when at one point, uh, uh, Loyal's traveling with Perrin, and they like they have to fight someone, and he gr- gets an axe and just, just he says it's like chopping down trees. Sometimes you have to do it to help the forest. <laughs> nice. I haven't met Loyal yet in the book. He's also like the to. youngest out of all of them, technically. Really? Like, he's not, oh yeah. He's not even like old enough to leave home yet. He like snuck away, even yeah. though he's like ninety years old. He always talks about how fast all the humans are and stuff like that, like how quickly they age and shit like that. You and humans always running about, getting nowhere, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> an Ielman who claims he is not an Ielman from the two rivers. We intriguing. <laughs> we ogres take a good amount of time to make our decision. The right amount of time. Like three years. <laughs> my, your name sings in my ears. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna say that to people from now on, forever. <laughs> like, yeah, what's your name? I'm Phil. Phil, your name sings in my ears, buddy. <laughs> people be like, "What the fuck are you talking about, bro?" I'm gonna go over here. <laughs> Not gonna. You want to read this book, bro? <laughs> Phil, get back here. Read this book. There's 14 other ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit bro I love it dude I am seriously I, I'm so I like just from the little again I haven't even finished like one of the books technically and shit like that but I'm still just like there's so much more that I'm getting from it I've watched like both seasons through like I've probably watched the first season like three or four times just because I just love getting all like the little I want to see stuff that I missed before 
and like try to like guess on certain things and stuff like that like i just it's so cool i enjoy it like i definitely think there's a lot of good things the show is doing for sure yeah it's just there's definitely like changes that i just don't like to yeah and that's gonna i i I, i'm pretty much like any adaptation about something i'm pretty much like on the line i like them all like i like i like in my mind i've gotten to the point where like i know that i'm gonna read the book and that's what it's gonna be because it was the book like that's the that's the source material but i'm gonna watch this and it's not gonna be the same and i mean like i understand that they have to like cut things like it's just like there's just no way to do it all like i definitely get that i totally that's that's what i also mean too is like i get that i'm not like i'm kind of like not the majority like i get it people are pretty there's diehards yeah they're gonna be diehards and they're gonna like their shit like they're gonna fucking hate on people who don't like it you can cut it just don't change it but it's so hard though too because you got to think like Even if you cut it, you have to change it because if you cut that, that affects something that goes there. Yeah, especially with like things so intricate like this. Like there really is like just that level of like. Like if you just decide it. to cut something straight straight from the rip, like all right, we're not going to do this. Then you have to think about down the line, what now that we cut this, what can't we do? Mm-hmm. Where is like if we amend it, we can kind of still do it. Well, if you don't show it, you could always reference it. It's true. You're right. But we're not Hollywood writers, so I don't know what... <laughs> like, there's a part, like, after they heal Matt with the dagger, he comes down, he's, like, really weak, he's been eating a bunch of food and stuff like that, trying to get his strength back, and he meets uh, Elaine's brothers, like, in a, like her brother and her half-brother, and they basically, like, he makes a bet with them, like, I'll be both of you, with just my quarterstaff, and they're like, no, like, we've been training with the warders, like, we're, like, princes, we've literally been training with the sword our whole life, like, you never beat us, and then the warder, come, like, the warder captain training all them, like, comes over, you think that, like, you think a peasant boy with a quarterstaff can't beat you, find out. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> around and find out, buddy, well, and, and then he, he does. does, he fucks them both up, yeah. oh, and they, and then he's like, well, who's the greatest swordsman alive? Jerome, and they, they all answer, like, Jerome, and, uh, there was one time he was beaten, and it was with a peasant with a quarterstaff. <laughs> Just remember that. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then he, Matt gets mad because all like the uh, all like the trainees, the White Tower, and all the Aes Sedai come over and like fawn over them because they're like princes and they're like really handsome and stuff like that. He's like. No one even bothers me. I'm gonna just like walks away all mad because of it. Take my yeah. stat, quarter stat. Of course. Get out of here. <laughs> and like I was telling you in text, like they're always like whenever they talk to a girl, like oh I wish Matt, I wish Matt was here, I wish Perrin was here, like the other ones, like because they know how to talk to women and they don't. No, <laughs> none of them. But like do. they all like think that like about each other, like. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had him here. He would help me out with this, and then the other one would be the same exact way because they, they don't know how to talk to women. He just does really good with like people's motivations and like why they would do certain things like mm-hmm. that, and like why they think a certain way. Like people at that White Tower, like they're like all like high and mighty in themselves, basically, and they don't think anyone else can really do anything without them. Mm-hmm. So like they make decisions based on that, even though they're like not the right decisions, or like they probably should know better. But mm-hmm. They don't. So like the overall decisions that like those factions make in the book make yeah. sense. I've heard I've read something where people again not like the vast majority but I've heard things where like people say that he that it was getting away from him that even if he did live to finish the book Jordan that he was like there is too much and that it was getting away from him I feel like he probably could have found a way to bring it all back in on soap because I don't think the ending was what he meant specifically. It definitely was close, I think. But I don't mm-hmm. think it was exactly like what he was going for. Because mm-hmm. he took the last book and spread it out into three. three. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it was just on notes. 
Well, it kind of ends almost kind of like the first book does. It kind of ends like almost in like a parallel manner. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he has that battle with Ishmael, 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 whatever, I can't say. Ishmael. Yeah. Ishmael. 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 Yeah, that, yeah, there it is. We put the accent in the right place. <laughs> Ishmael. And, like, how they kind of have that scene where, like, Rand, you can, like, have this life if you want to kind of thing. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, and ends up, like, destroying him. Mm-hmm. That's kind of basically how it all ends then. Mm-hmm. But except it's the Dark One actually offering him, like, we can do anything. Like he knows that like you work with me and we can we can do anything. Yeah, like you're the dragon, I'm the dark one. Yeah, which also makes sense because the prophecy says he'll either join him or destroy him. Well, and that's happened. Like Rand starts like because he has Lewis Theron in his head. Yeah, but then he starts to have visions of other people, of other dragons, head, of other dragons throughout the ages, throughout the turnings of the wheel, who did turn to the dark one or just die or mm-hmm. like other th- never even got into the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always thought about that. It's like they always bring in, like, loose Theron and stuff like that. But it's just like, there's got to be other ones. Well, that's the whole thing. The wheel turns. Like, the wheel always the turns. Wheel. And it will always come back around. The this, wheel, what is it? The wheel wills is the... The wheel weaves is the wheel wills. Yeah. The wheel, <laughs> the wheel weaves is the wheel will. The turning of the wheel... It'll always come again. Yeah. It's like, they always have, like, this big speech. Usually at the beginning of every book, it's like, as the wheel turns... uh Ages come and go, myths turn to legends, and even legends then are soon forgotten. Or it's like legends turn to myths, and myths then even soon forgotten in the turning of the wheel. And it's basically just like reincarnation, right? Well, yeah, he kind of like, towards the end of the book, he kind of comes to the realize, like, eventually, like, there was a there was a boar. Like, the Dark One's prison was whole, mm-hmm. and then they bored into it, and then they patched it, and eventually we need to make the Dark One's prison whole again. Like, eventually in the turning of the wheel, no matter how many times it takes to turn the wheel, eventually the Dark One's prison will become whole as if it was never touched again. Because, mm-hmm. like, everything that's happened has to happen again, kind mm-hmm. of, because the wheel always turns. It always comes back around to where it was. Yeah. It may take ages, ages upon ages, yeah. but eventually the wheel will turn and it'll come back around. So do you think the estate will ever, like, when this is down the road, when this is all finished or anything like that, do you think the estate will ever, like, expand upon this, the ending? Like, make spinoffs where, like, maybe the dragon's reborn again. Maybe it's another age where they're only talking about, like, Rand from back in the day type shit. You know what I mean? I don't think so. I mean, maybe, like, the show might take it farther, like, I guess, if it, like, got, like, really popular. I don't see it ever getting this popular. Mm-hmm. But, like, if it did, maybe if it had, like, a Game of Thrones, like, popularity, yeah. they might do, like, the House of Dragons spinoff where they do, like, another kind of thing. Yeah. Like, maybe where it's, like, the War of Power or something like that. But I don't really see him doing that. That makes sense. It's also a lot, too, so it makes sense where it's just, like, defi- where it's, like, it's not just a couple well, of and, books. Like, Maybe if his son were to finish the books for him and like take it writing up himself, but they got Brandon Sanderson to finish cough, it. Cough, cough, Tolkien, cough, cough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they got someone else to finish the series for him. It's like no one was really interested in like doing it themselves. They just wanted to get it done for their father. It seemed like and for the fans, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Which is where this brings me into is I thought that because I finished the second season or the the new spinoff of Castlevania. Oh, actually, I watched the first episode. Oh, Bro. Shit. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, Fuck, man. When did that come out? Uh, a just, couple weeks ago. Like a just a little ago. bit ago. It actually came out already. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Like that long ago. Yeah, it's been. Fuck. It's still listed as like new. Recent, yeah, it's yeah. still listed as Fuck. like recently added on Netflix. It's so, good. is it a prequel or no, nope. after. after? It's after, it's set in like the 1700s or something, right? Yeah, actually, so, like the very first scene takes place. Um, 
I think it says 1783. I think it's yeah. like Independence Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is. It's Independence <laughs> Day, and then something happens in the first episode, and then it's like, I believe it's like nine years. Same, it's like something. Point, yeah, so they're like basically just at the end of the 1700s uh-huh. in this one. There, it's Richter Belmont. Richter Belmont. Richter yeah. Belmont. So it's like hundreds Richter. of. It's like Didn't a couple. Even know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a couple of fucking. Um, it's like a couple hundred years after uh-huh. the first. One. A lot of generations down the line. Yeah. yeah, a lot of Belmonts that have come. Like from. When I like how you just see them just using magic then too. Like. Yeah, that would make sense because he was with that girl. Yeah, you see his mom. Yeah. You see his mom. So, yeah, so Trevor, that's what I was going to say next, is Trevor was with Sypha at the end of the regular Castlevania. Yeah, yeah. And um, in this one, you do see, like, a Belmont. You see Richter's mom, mm-hmm. and she's, like, using she's using the signs and stuff like that, and she's using, like, the speaker magic and stuff. So you can see that, like, them mixing together. Yeah, like, I mean, that's, yeah. like, literally how the first episode starts. Yeah, you kind of, that's cool. So wait till you wait, get to episode dra- two, buddy. <laughs> so is it Dracula again? Nope. No. Dracula's dead. Dracula's been dead since the first season. Or sorry, because first season's only four episodes. He's been dead since I think the second season. Whatever the last season was. No, because season four didn't have Dracula was dead. Yeah. They killed Dracula really early and then it's basically like the Remember leftovers. Remember that redheaded bitch who took uh, what's his name? And made him into a little puppy. Oh, it was like fuck. Carmilla and her fucking yeah, like vamp yeah, shit. All right. her, and then like the I blacksmith, do. like the Soul Forge yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, kill him like early on. It was like it's a whole kind of thing about like yeah, Alucard, like kind of stopping him. Yeah, yeah, I forgot how that was. That's how that ended. Wait, do you see? I will just ruin because this is like a very base thing. That's just like yeah, it's, only it's like unimportant about what I'm about to spoil for you for that. But like, there's definitely a time where like. That vampire from the very first episode that fights his mom. The uh, Aztec one. Yeah, the Aztec one. That turns into fucking Coet's Quattro or whatever. Yeah, the fucking giant snake thing. Yeah. Yeah, but whatever their fucking name is for it. But yeah, Um, him. There's a time where he basically, like, there's a soldier of the church where he, like, starts talking to. Mm -hmm. And, like, just the situation. I was sitting in here. I was literally watching it with Seth. And I was just like, did you, like, hit on him or something? I was literally like, are these two going to be gay together? It's like, there's no way that they're going to make these two gay together. Literally, like, five minutes later, they're laying in bed naked together. And I was like, what? (laughs) Holy shit, what the fuck? I was, like, blown away that they put that in there. But sure enough, they did. Like, they did this little scene, and I was, like, telling the set. I was like, there's no way they're making them gay, right? Right? I was like, it'd be cool if they did. But I was like, no way did I just read that like that. Sure enough. Literally just a couple minutes later, like, boom, shirtless, laying in bed together. And I'm like, damn, bro. I was like, imagine being that tough that you could fucking take back door from a vampire. (laughs) Blowing that asshole up. Bro. Imagine being that fucking tough. He just compels you to be all right with it. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, the rest of it. I like it. And like what I told you before, uh, Jorah Mormont does a voice in it. Hmm. And you'll know it right away. Too. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil that for you. You'll know it. Because I heard it and I'm like, no. No fucking way. Is that the Guardian of the Khaleesi? Is it the whole season out? Yeah. Yeah, they release it all. Eight episodes. Sp- and bro, they left it wide. Wide open, Who did they bro. F- so who's the main person they fight in this? Um, it's an Aztec vampire and another one. I don't remember. Well, actually, he's not even like he doesn't. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, like you really kind of think so, but later when you like realize it's like another bitch. Well, yeah, isn't she from like uh one of like the Caribbean islands, like Haiti or something like that? 
I don't think she's originally from there because her whole big thing is that she went to Egypt and she like absorbed the fucking the power of Sekhmet. <laughs> okay, some yeah. Egyptian god. I'm pretty sure yeah. he's the alligator one. There's one point where she just like yeah, looks up and she basically talks. She looks at the sun and she's just like, "Ah, Ra, my father, you asshole!" Like she's, Off she's to just, fight the chaos again. Yeah, because that's her, <laughs> that's her like big thing is like she's trying to like wipe out. She has like the all sun? these. Yeah, she has the pow- <laughs> she has the power of Sekhmet, so she's trying. They call her like the the Messiah, I mean, the I devourer like, of light. I mean, I guess Ra would be a vampire's worst enemy. Yeah, like sunlight. so. That's what. They, yeah, that's what she's saying. But yeah, then there's that other. There's the one character that shows up in it that basically like. I can't remember. She was a former slave, and then she like inherited powers from. I think the god Ogun or something like that. But there's different parts in it where like she's doing magic. And so she has like she has like power over elements or something, like metal and dirt. So she can Yeah, bro. She can like pull yeah, she can like do like crazy (laughs) shit. She can like touch metal and then like make them into like swords in her fucking hands. Hmm. And like she can like throw them and like make them manipulate them and make them come back. But there's different parts where she's doing other magic where she literally calls them the power of Papa Legma. She's literally saying like Papa Legma, like doing like magic and shit. So it's like really wild how they're like mixing in like Egyptian gods, this fucking bitch who was like a slave in the Caribbean and stuff like that. Like it's fucking that's wild. Cool. Yeah. There's a fucking there's a priest that's making night creatures. But they're like not night creatures. Hmm. Like they remember who they were before they were turned into night creatures. So that's, ooh, that's, that's not scary. That, yeah. So they're like fucking they're like changing they're like fucking torture well no no they like remember who they are so they're night creatures but they're not completely like the night creatures for dracula were like draculas like you don't like you mind giant back creatures yeah like you listen to me bitch like these ones are like going again like they're turned into night creatures but they're not like doing what they're told all the time okay yeah I just nothing will ever beat the, like the beginning of Castlevania. No, you kill I just my wife and deny, deny my, my existence. Deny I even <laughs> exist. I give you one, one year. year, and then and then again after that the year, year goes by, he's they're not like, coming. like, yeah, we all fucking saw an illusion. Yeah. He's not showing up. Blah blah blah. And he's and like, I gave you soon. one year, and what do you do? You celebrate the death of my <laughs> wife. <laughs> Like I'll kill all of you, and then he just does, and then just like he people just really yeah, does. just raining blood everywhere. Fucking night creatures come and literally, literally just summon start. an army from hell. Yeah, and that's and that's what he says too. Like it'll take me one year to summon an army from the depths of fucking hell. <laughs> I just love like the bravado that they give Dracula because yeah. he is like the big bad, but in this one it's just like dude when he talks to like the other vampires, like they shut the fuck up. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like he is the one like he is i just love it when you have a, a character like that that like he's just so powerful and then you like it took three people to kill him th- including his son yeah yeah what happened is he in this i don't know oh man do you want me good. do you want no, me to I, say yes or no i just want to know if he's in it he shows up Okay. All right. I was kind of figuring it was going to happen. Like it's one of those things where nothing's mentioned about him whatsoever. Very like last couple of seconds of the fucking last episode. Like someone gets stabbed by a sword, and all of and a sudden, it's like it's just like flies in, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like boom, he's fucking there in the scene, and he oh says something. God. He literally like shows up to these night creatures, and he's like, "I am Alucard, son of Dracula." 
And if you continue, yeah, you will tempest. die like thousands of demons before you. And they literally, the night creatures just look at him, turn around and run. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> and he just shows up and he's just like, I'm Alucard. And Richter's just like, what? We I thought you were a fucking legend, bro. And he was just like, I hope I'm not too late. Mm-hmm. End of season. I mean, he is a legend, <clears throat> but he is right there. Yeah. Because he still has like the ruins of his house right yeah yeah Yeah, he still has the dracula castle well he would at the end of that well and it's on the belman belmont estate now right yeah Yeah. Yeah. it was on top of the belmont estate at least where they left it in the four season yeah and it's just cool because he like met trevor and sypha which would be richter's like great yeah great great. suit down because they even say that before too because like okay so like jorah mormont the dude who does his voice Mm -hmm. um is richter's grandfather he finds him eventually after years and stuff like that, and he says something about like he's like can uh, he's like I used to be like the the most powerful magician like around like literally like no one could hold a candle to me like his grandfather and something happened to him or something like that and uh, he's like magic like he's like I knew there was like a like one of our ancestors was a speaker. And she and she used to do magic. Never says her name and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's Sypha. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it was like that little ode to her, where it's like saying that they haven't mentioned anything about Trevor. They haven't just said anything yet, except for that. Like they don't, you know, it's like they don't know who they are. Or I mean, it's been three hundred years, years at least. Yeah. yeah, but still, I mean, you think the you would remember who the ancestor who defeated Dracula? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but then again, they were almost like all wiped out by the time he came around, even. I mean, yeah, well, he, he was the last it, yeah. one. He kept it alive. Yeah, he was the last one. And Richter still thinks that he's the last one now. Oh. Until he finds his grandfather. But still, his grandfather didn't really do too much yet. And like, it's all just based off a game. Yeah, like, just yeah like this, is just, this is whatever. Came out a long time ago. Yeah, this is all whatever they want to do now. It's cool. I like it. I like the animation of it. I like the fucking, I like how it's all done. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I like that Aztec vampire. I think he's sweet. It's even cooler that he's gay. Don't worry. One and day still I'll just kill a you. bitch. Not really. <laughs> but not today. He's just not the big, big, big. Like, he just didn't absorb the power of Sekhmet. <laughs> if he did, he might be the fucking big bad. But again, he turns into like a giant serpent, bro. I still really like the idea of well, vampire's biggest enemy is just raw. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what she does. Like, she has like a vendetta. She sits out and she looks at it one time and she's like, oh, my father, you fucking... Like, she's just so pissed at him. She's like, I'm going to wipe you out, you motherfucker. But who's going to keep the chaos at bay? Huh? Who's going to fight the chaos every night? They're the chaos. I guess. That's her whole thing. She just wants to wipe out the fucking sun and once she does, then it's just game on. Game fucking on. What if she does and then Cthulhu comes out and they all have to work together to fight Cthulhu? Mm. What if that's just like the end of every, like all of the Castlevania series? They just. That would be cool. Goes. <laughs> that would be cool. Almost like that fucking uh, uh, series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Oh, and like yeah. that big question mark comes swimming by and they look out the window and it's just Cthulhu. Yeah. That was a really good series. Yeah, I was. I just woke up really early one morning, like ate some mushrooms that I had, and I watched <laughs> like most the majority of that series. Ate Again. some mushrooms. Oh no! Like when I first watched. Oh it, yeah. I'd watched like a couple episodes, and then like the like the last ones came out, and so I just woke up really early one morning, probably like five o'clock in the morning or something like mm-hmm. that. Took some mushrooms, just sat on the couch and just watched it all. Yeah. Eventually, Carson woke up and came out. I was like, "Hey, buddy." That's what I think I did with the series. 
Like the obviously it's not quite the same, but because it's only like twenty some minutes. But yeah, same thing. I just burned through it because I was just got me right back into the Castlevania, and now I was just sitting here thinking like, damn, I want to watch the fucking first seasons again. Like see them fight Dracula. Yeah, so I'm rewatching it. Yeah, you should watch it, bro. It's you, oh, I'm yeah. going to. Absolutely. It's really good. Super good. I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. I want to see the new Nun movie that came out. Oh, there's movie? another one? Yeah, they made a second one that just came out not too long ago. Uh, what movie? The, the Nun. Oh. I didn't watch the first one, but it definitely it looked good. like an actual it was all right. decent, scary movie. I'm pretty sure, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it's Matt that plays the one guy in it. The original Matt? I think so. Ooh. I'm not 100% sure, but I think. Wow, imagine giving up Wheel of Time to go to The Nun. Well, I think it was before. This is like 2017. Ah, uh, okay. Maybe a couple years ago, but... Poor fella. Yeah. You know what there's a bit... You know what there's that... You know what the rumor about him leaving the show is? What? Was that... It was just so funny because I'm pretty sure if I got all the facts right, when like Wheel of Time was being shot and stuff, like none of the vaccine was like in it, but people basically... Like there's a, a running rumor out there that he didn't want to get vaccinated, and that's why they kicked him off the show, basically, or something. See, I thought I it was think... that, like his mom or something got sick, and he just yeah, that's what I've seen stuff online, and I'm just like, you motherfuckers, just are. How do you even like? How do you even come up with that shit? But then it was also I've seen other people been like, no, when this was shot, like there was nothing about vaccines at all. Like yeah, even, like vaccines weren't even a fucking thing, so mm-hmm. it makes no sense or something like that. And it's just at the end of that season, he's just in there, Matt. Matt. No, Matt. He's just vaguely staring there, just looking around. Hmm. I think this is the time where I leave the show. (laughs) Because does that not happen in the book? When Uh, they go to the eye of the world? No, yeah, they all all go. Yeah, he's with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Did they all actually go to the eye? Or is it like season one where, like, Rand finds out that it's him and he... Uh, he just goes with more rain by themselves. I think the three to Viren go. Matt, Perrin, and... Because in the book, it's not made... It's She thinks it's the boys. Yeah. It's not the girls. They've just added the girls here for the series. Well, them as to Viren for the series, but they are, like, main characters, obviously. No, I like... mean the dragon. In oh, the yeah, book, yeah, yeah. At the beginning, they think that it could be any the... of them as the dragons, but no, it's just the three boys. Yeah, as yeah. the dragon. Yeah. yeah, in the in the series, they make it seem like it could be boy. Well, girl, and the dark one's always anything. talking about how it's like a three legged stool. Knock out one of the one of them, and the whole thing goes. Because mm-hmm. like without all of them, they won't be able to do it. Like the pattern needs all of them there at certain points to make it all work. Basically, yeah, that makes sense. The pattern, and that's why like the dark one basically goes after all three of them because he knows that without one of them, the other ones will fail. Hmm. That's what I was going to think. That's what I thought, too, because she's always after the boys. Well, and, like, she takes the other two because they're strong with the power. Yeah. And she's I just not mean, like, leave. in the one, she's not really worried about Nynaeve or Egwene, where in the show, they're like, yo, it could be yeah, any they, of the five of you. Yeah, they make it seem like it could be yeah. any of them. Yeah, but in the book, it's it's very clearly well, it's either Perrin, Matt, or fucking Rand. And at the end of the book, they find uh, the Horn of Atlier at the Eye of the World, mm. not... In uh, Shinar, I think they're at. In the is that show. what it's called? Or it's one of the Borderlands. Yeah, Altara, Shinar, one of them. It might be Altar. Maybe it's the one that land grows up in. No, it's not. In the in the show, it is. Oh, I mean, yeah, but 
in uh, the book. Yeah, it's it's a different because his his kingdom's overgrown by. Well, the way that they say it in in the show was that one of his guardsmen, like, yeah, it's not Melkier. <coughs> yeah, it's not Melkier. It was like he was saved after his family was slaughtered from the blight, mm-hmm. and one of his dad's guardsmen freed him and took him to that city. That yeah, they end up having the big bag shit at the end. Which also, bro, these motherfuckers kill off loyal. Do you remember that? What do you mean? Watch, the, yeah, what? Like, well, I totally forgot about this until I saw it up today. In the uh, show? Yeah. What? In the first season. Boom. Look. There's Ingtar, all them. That's at the he's end. Just, when, I mean, he's not. He's just holding. He stabbed in the chest. I know, but he's not dead, dead. All of them are there, too. Fucking Ingtar, Uno. They're all laying on the ground, just dead. Quote, unquote, dead. And then, like, at the beginning of season two, they're just walking around like nothing happened, just hunting Pat and Fane for, <laughs> I mean, stabbing him in the chest. He is sta- I don't care, Mike. He is stabbed in the chest. Yeah, but he's all right. Look at him. Wait, he gets up. That's wild, bro. Fuck you, Pat and Thane. He, does, he is a good Pat and Thane. Can't wait till he becomes more Deeth. More Deeth? Oh, he, more death. Yeah. Okay. In the book, get, she calls him more death. Yeah. The guy that they meet at fucking uh, is it Larshada, or is it? Uh, oh my god, I can't remember. That bad town. No one wants to go to. Uh, Shardar Logoth. Shadar Logoth. Yeah. That's how she says it in there. That's what I was messing it up as. So he becomes more death. Yeah. Wow. How? Well, he gets he gets the dagger. He gets tainted with the dagger. Ah, uh, so anyone who has the dagger basically turns into more. Well, anyone more who death. takes any can, takes anything from more death. Well, from Shadow Logoth, yeah. So why does it take so long to get Matt? Well, because he's like he's a Taviran. He but he doesn't want. What's Taviran again? <coughs> They're the ones that the pattern spins out that like fate kind of like works in their favor like things like people say things around them they don't mean to say things just kind of end up working out for them that kind of stuff like they're specifically spun out by the pattern to do certain things Mm, okay and so the pattern will weave things around them to make they haven't mentioned that in the show yet they haven't like you've heard her say it multiple times like yo i found five taviran in the same in the same village type shit but they never she doesn't go into like what what that even means what Taviran are or like anything. I think they kind of do in like one of the little like side things they have on the website. Uh, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I'll have to keep watching those. Some sure. of those are really cool. The wheel weaves as the wheel will as the wheel. God damn it. It's yeah, t- that thing. It's a second to get it. <laughs> we tried to go back over to Castlevania, but we real quick just spun <laughs> it right back real quick. This is a Wheel of Time episode. I'm sorry. We didn't get news stories. You don't fucking need them. Okay, because we did the fucking Wheel of Time, baby. <laughs> You're in the wheel, you're in the pattern now for everyone. I just can't wait to get farther into like the series because there's so much cool shit that I want to talk to you about. I'm into it. I'm into it, bro. I really, especially if I get to like do the audio books and I can listen to them. Oh my god, bro! And I'm gonna listen to them because <laughs> there's so you know me. I love I love going through and like I rewatch and re-listen to things like just to get all the tiny fucking details. Like that shit gets me off. <laughs> I love it. That's why I got, like, all the Tolkien books. Like, it's just not enough. Third Age is just not enough, sir. (laughs) I need to know what happened in the first one. And the second one, even if you didn't write that much about the second one, I'm going to fucking figure out what you did write about it. (laughs) 
and I'll go back to them too. I'm just a big. I love fantasy, man. I absolutely love found fantasy. I found an actual, a real cheap version of all the Chronicles of Narnia in one book. Oh, nice. Yeah, just goes through like the whole series in one book. I bought it off there. It's a used book. It's all beat up and shit like that, but it's still together. And you still read it and shit like that. So I just remember reading the first one and it was really weird. Because the first one's not even The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. No, it was The Magician's Apprentice. Yes. Yes. And it's mostly about a kid who lives in a connected row of townhouses and he crawls over through the attic into other houses and just watches weird stuff go on. Really? Yeah. Hmm. What does that have to do with Narnia? I really don't know. <laughs> I read it and I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I really don't know. That's what the first book is. It's not very long. So is the Lion Lodge in the Wardrobe the second book? Yes. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah. First and in Prince, the movies, is Prince Caspian the third? I think so, yeah. yeah. Hold up. Yeah, I think they literally just skipped the first one because it's weird and doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, and that then, sounds like some fucking creeper. But I it was mean, a it kid. Yeah, it wasn't anything like ever like bad or like he wasn't watching people like fucking shit. No, but he's just crawling. Wow, he's fucking bro, act. I didn't know these were created in the fifties. Yeah, it's an old one. Wow, you can definitely tell when you read the first book. Oh wow, Prince Caspian's actually the fourth. Okay, so we have the magician's nephew, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, yeah, the, the horse and nephew. his boy. Prince the horse Ca- and his boy. The horse and his boy. <laughs> wait, what was that second one supposed to be? That wasn't the name of it. Wait, no, wait. I'm reading these. Okay, they were okay. They were released in different order than what they go in their series. Okay, is there a date underneath that you're? Yeah, because the magician's nephew was okay. Lion, the witch, and the wardrobe was the earliest one, but it's the second book in the series. Hmm. Like yes. how they yes. go, but it was the first one written. So, oh. in chronological order, in chronological order of the series, not of when they were written, was The Magician's Nephew, Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe, The Horse and His Boy, Prince Caspian, The Voyage of, I think it's the Dawn Treader, yep, The Silver Chair, and The Last Battle. Imagine that. You take it shit from Jordan for? Don't you don't you quote the deep magic to me, bitch? <clears throat> was there when it was written, bro? That's a sick scene. It is. It that's really a sick. Is. Liam Neeson really fucking hits that shit, bro. And like, it's all about Jesus. Really? Yeah, the whole thing's about Jesus. The line's Jesus. Huh? Huh? Yep. It would take a fucking turn towards religion. After oh, yep. All it's that. all like, about Jesus. That makes sense. But yeah, uh, the way that they were written. Looks like the ro- the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was 1950. Prince Caspian was 51. The Voyage of the Dawn Treader was 52. The Silver Chair was 53. The Horse and His Boy was 54. The Magician's Nephew was 55. And The Last Battle was 56. What a fucked up way to write the books. <laughs> I'm telling you, you could skip that one. You can skip the Magician's Nephew. I'm not going to. I'm going to because it's, you said what you said. It's just weird. <laughs> Nothing really even happens. Like I don't care. Just a kid crawling through some attics and crawl spaces, and pretty much. Who's the kid? I don't even remember. I mean, I read it in like middle school or something because it was like on like a list of books we could read for yeah. like but a school it project or wasn't something. The fucking no. Word. I was like, oh, I like the movie. I'll read the first book. You know what I mean? Why not? Like we got to read something, and it was weird wow. uh, imagine imagine being like i like the movie so i might as well read the book i read the fucking book before it was ever <laughs> even thought about being a goddamn movie i hate that you guys are like just a little bit younger than us and it's just like there's such a big difference in certain things like that we can just notice like well i really want to read the golden compass series yeah yeah that was the one with like the little girl in the polar bear 
Like oh, people yeah. had like animal like. I have that things. down. I have that down there too. It's all in one book because I think that's only three books long. Yeah, and I have it. I have that one downstairs in a hardcover, and it's all three books back to back to back. I got that one too. It's yeah. like his dark materials yep. or something. His dark. Hold up. Yep, his dark material, and it's like a show. But yeah, I saw that one too, where it was like, oh, what? James McAvoy's in it? I guess. That's what it says. Damn, bro. <laughs> That's fucking sweet. Who else is in it that we might know? Oh, you know how we... Helen McCrory! Rest in peace to a queen, baby. We That's miss you. Uh, from me Blinders, right? We miss you, Aunt Polly. Yeah. And Narcissa Malfoy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's fucking Malfoy's mom. Also, um, what I was just about to say is how we can tie Harry Potter back into all this. Cho Chang is a member of the Brown Aja. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, bro. She showed up at first, and I was just like, is that her? And then she started speaking, and I'm like, that's her. <laughs> that's definitely Cho Chang. <laughs> like, yeah, for I, sure. I, I'm having such a hard time in the show, because like, remembering which Aes Sedai is which one. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> like, like, then they say a name, and I'm like, oh, yeah, she does all this crazy shit. Uh, like, yeah, she does all this. That's stuff. what, I, you can just look at, like, as soon as Varen comes on, you can totally tell. You're like, she's, she's something here. She even does that one thing with, like, Moraine, where basically she, like, She's like, you know, what's all this about? What what are you and laying out here doing? Must be with those boys that you brought back to the White Tower last year, huh? It's like I think the dragon, possibly. And then Moraine literally like half pulls a dagger and Varen's just like Good. Wanted to see how far you would go for the dragon. <laughs> I think Varen's <clears throat> at least one of the Aes Sedai at the beginning of the season in the like one of the Black Aja ones. Oh. Yeah, she could be. Like maybe not in the show, but I think in the book at least that when that scene happens, I'm pretty sure Varen is one of them. She's one of both. Yeah, yeah because she spent like years. Oh yeah, she's been Black Aja for for a long she's ass time. Black Aja for years, and she's like a turn cloak. Mm-hmm. So she's just like basically this woman. She's a part of the Brown Aja and the White Tower. She's secretly a part. She's a secretly a dark friend and a Black Aja. But she just spent years of her life like doing that, like risking her life to gather all the information about all the black Aja. So she could give it so she could finally like give it back and like prove to the tower like who all is who and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And pretty much like damning your soul in the process. Like you swear to the dark one, then when you die, he gets to take your soul and do so whatever. She just like sacrificed herself for years to just try to like break the black Aja. I just can't wait till the girls start doing some crazy shit. Because they're just like in there. Egwene starts. Egwene starts, bro. There's a part where at the end, <laughs> she just basically like, Ishamael like is doing some stuff. And she basically just stands up and like faces him down. Where it's just like, you know, someone like me. I'm sitting there and I'm like, fuck bro like she's fucking facing down and forsaken right now like single fucking hit she doesn't last too long like it's not like she can do it for a long period of time but she fucking stands up to him yeah it's fucking pretty it's like damn bro i will say it's anticlimactic the end of the season is Nynaeve's block gone now in the show no okay i didn't think so because but they kind of made it seem like it was maybe but i just wasn't sure you know how Min sees Matt stabbing Rand? 
with the dagger. Oh, okay. There's yeah. a scene like where she sees him in the vision. Mm-hmm. So in this season is like when it starts coming like to fruition, and basically she tries to like tell him like don't go with Rand because Matt and Rand find each other. He's like don't go with Rand. Like you're gonna kill him. Don't do it. Please don't. And uh, so he doesn't. But then the whole battle of Falm comes, and basically, like, Ishamael is standing up on top of a tower, and fucking Matt shows up, and he sees him, and he takes that fucking spear, <laughs> and he tries to throw it at Ishmael, but he's just an illusion, so it goes through Ishmael and stabs Rand. <laughs> and, yeah, Nynaeve and them come up to the tower, and they try to, like, basically save someone, and she, like, Elaine is the one. That's what, That's how I figured, that's how I mm. guessed about Elaine to you. So now he has, like, a wound in his side, right, Rand? Yeah, she heals him, but, but he yeah, doesn't still like that's i don't like that it's still a little bit there because in the book him and the him and the dark one ishmael are fighting in the sky above foma like literally like with the one power they're like yeah he it's kind of like a dream sequence kind of durand he thinks but then people talk about how they saw his face in the sky above Mm -hmm. foma and everything while like the ghost army was fighting and shit yeah (laughs) and that's where like that's what I was just about to say. Like, it's anticlimactic. Like, the end. Well, and that's kind of how, like, he's announced as the dragon to people. Because, yep. like, well, we saw, like, Same. drawings of his face go out. Like, well, this has to be the dragon reborn kind of stuff. They don't know it's who he is. Like, they don't know it's Randall Thor, but. Yeah, but they, they, they know his That's face. where he's announced, like, yeah. above Falm in a, in the sky of fire or something like yeah. that. The dragon. So, that gets played. I think that's where they were trying to go. Then I feel like that's why they made the stuff with Ishamel, like. And it's pretty anticlimactic. It's pretty like fuck, man. We thought we were gonna get some wild here, but it's just pretty much like, well, he's done. I just like how the son of the commander of the White Cloaks is just so mad about it because he's like, I said I killed him when it's the Shan Chan, mm-hmm. like when the Damani that are the ones using the power to kill him. But he's then he just takes like this hatred and goes back to the White Cloaks and just like basically pumps them up to get them like mad at the Dragon Reborn at the White Tower even more than usual imagine that well and then he like hunts after Perrin too he's like you were there you were there when it happened you killed my father kind of shit and he just like basically he starts drinking in this he does oh really yeah so his father kills Hopper okay yeah and then fucking Perrin freaks out and kills him Mm. and right in front of his son and stuff like that so that's where he like he can tell that that's where that's gonna go But fuck him. He killed Hopper. I mean, Hopper had to die. Why? Well, Perrin had, like, he, Hopper then guides Perrin in the dream. Okay. I'll take that. Because when, that. when a wolf dies, they just go back to the wolf dream then. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. At least I'm not done with Hopper. Because fuck him, man. I was so upset. I was so upset when I saw it. Yeah. But he comes back, and then he you see he comes back a lot. Like pretty much any time, parents in the dream, he Hopper's there with him. Good, yeah. Hopper's a dog, or oh, a wolf. Hopper's a wolf, but in <laughs> this, it's they're not wolves. Because yeah. like in the book, when fucking Elias shows up, they definitely say they're like like twelve other dogs came out like mat like waist high fucking wolves that could snap a man's leg with one bite or something like that. And like in the show, it's just like you could they're like mixed breed yeah, they're dog. like, they're like, dogs, you know? like really tiny you can just tell it's just like bro <laughs> and you can tell they try to do like the like camera trick where they make them seem a little bit bigger but they're just not you know what yeah. I mean? yeah like they don't do they don't like ghost in fucking game of thrones like the dire wolf like that was that was what you should expect from these like from how they're described in the book 
Yeah, like the like not. deep forest wolves they call them. Yeah. Like, and they're not. They're just like they're dogs. I mean, you can imagine like back in the day, like the size of like wolves oh, or people like, didn't yeah. go ever and shit. Like, and then we still tame them. <laughs> Even today, wolves are bigger than you realize. Still. Oh my god! Yes, especially like alpha males, bro. Yeah, they're as big as they're bigger than you, bro. They're fucking an actual sized wolf is fucking scary. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, those dogs would be scary if they were actually like the dogs that we're making fun of. Like if they were actually ground at me, I'd, you'd still be scared. But like an actual fucking wolf, bro. Like, yeah, and they were probably twice that size fucking thousands <laughs> of years ago. Yeah, just like the bears. Like those giant Every bears that used to like, animal. they say that used to like keep people from coming across the Bering Strait or whatever it was, the land bridge from way back in the day. There's stuff like these giant bears. They said that lived up north. Hmm. Hold up. Watch this. I saw something that recently uh, they saw that humans came over here sooner than they actually think, like 3,000 or so years earlier. And that way was here when the giant like ground sloths were here. Looking for the one. This. Bro. You're done. How long ago was Game that? over. The short-nosed bear scientists speculate these delayed humans migrationed into North America because they hunted us in the Bering Strait. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what time, but... Scary as fuck. Bro. Yeah, that thing is like three polar bears. He's literally like as tall as his leg. He's up to its cock. He's not even up to his fucking. I mean, it's sitting on that rock. Oh, it's like, I like it starts see. at like his knees. I couldn't see the but rock. Yeah. With the mo- These guys, the like, bro. Yeah, and a bear is already one of the fucking most dangerous. Look at his paws, bro. And you might look have at a stone that. spear. Yeah, maybe <laughs> stone spear ain't piercing that fucking hide, bro. Look at that thing's paws. It's bigger yeah. than your fucking head. Way bigger than that's like fucking foreheads. That's like both of the yeah. Like you put both of their heads there. His paw is still like palm like palming, a basketball. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro. Wow. Yeah, he decapitating you with one fucking finger. Wow. Jesus fucking Christ, bro! Imagine you see that thing coming at you. Dead. Ah. Oh. And the saber tooth is trying to fucking t- think it's going to take it. Dude, yeah. Bears nowadays are fucking scary, let alone that fucking thing. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Yeah, a polar bear looks tiny compared to it. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I think it was like two or three of those fuckers standing on top of each other. <sighs> I couldn't even imagine. Just bro. every animal and how big they were back then would be fucking yeah. insane. Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Sean Shan have them. Oh, man, the I gotta get to that. I gotta fucking get to that. What what book does the Battle of Falm have? The second book. It's at the end of the second book. I thought so, because yeah. it's the Great Hunt. Yeah. And then the next one is the Dragon Reborn. That's where Rain goes out. Well, all of them go out to the Iowas. They cross the Dragon Wall. Oh, the Iowman. He finally gets to learn shit about. Does he ever learn stuff about his mom? Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, you learn in like in that book about that kind of stuff. Nice. Where he finally realizes that his dad's <laughs> not his dad. Yeah. Do you ever learn stuff about his dad? Yeah, he's like a chief. He was a chief of a, a clan. In but they're both dead? Yeah. Okay. So 
Okay. I was going to say, like, if he meets his actual I think his father. dad died not too long after he knocked his mom up. Okay. His mom was just a badass warrior. <laughs> yeah, because they never, like, specifically, like, talk about that. They, like, say it happened. Like, he was born during, like, that battle and mm-hmm. on the slopes of Dragon Walk, but it never goes into, like, the detail it did in the show. Yeah. Which was really cool. That was fucking awesome. She's just like nine months pregnant, about to squat out a baby, just fucking dudes up. Literally like stabbing them, taking their swords from them and shit. Running up rocks and like jumping and stabbing down into people. She fucking gets stabbed herself, still fucks them up. That's why I was saying in here in in season two, when you see parents save uh, Aviende, she says something where like basically her mask, her like mask is down and she says something and she she calls him something like parent Abara, Abara or something like that. She's like, do you like to dance, parent? And then, like, dude, shit starts hitting the fan the IEL way. And, dude, she has a sweet scene. That's bro. what they always talk about, like, dancing the spears. Like, that's what they call fighting. Yep. Because that's what she said to him, too. She's like, you dance the spears pretty all right, parent. Like, obviously not being an IELman. Yeah, like, an IELman's, like, combat equipment is literally, like, three short spears, a little hide buckler, and a short bow. And they just fuck shit up. Bro, for real, man. She has a sweet scene where the, all these fucking white cloaks come after him. And they gotta fight him off. And, bro, her, like... Well, and they talk, like, in the... Like, I don't know. Like, they talk about the IEL Wars. And, like, mm-hmm. literally, they just swept over until they got to Kyrian. And because mm-hmm. cause, uh, the king of Kyrian cut down a tree... And so they just swarmed over the fucking the yeah. Iowa wall and just fucking. They're some badass yeah. warriors, and they're like big people. Well, they're big people. They live in the desert, and like they war against each other constantly. So, like for everything, like for water, for fucking food, like mm-hmm. they're always just fighting. Boredom, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking sweet, and Rand's one of them. <laughs> so people always mention about them, like mm, that color hair, as tall as you are, boy. You're an Ioman. <laughs> that one guy, like in the fucking in the madhouse, like when he shows up, when he's taking care of him, he's like, "God, oh, no, yeah. no!" And he's just like, Hold "Well, because he, he has PTSD from the Ioman from the Ioman war." Yeah, yeah, you could tell. That's what I was gonna say. It's like you could tell he's from like the fucking Ioman war, and he's like has to calm him down. He's like, "We've met. It's okay." <laughs> I like. I like that scene. I didn't like that st- like that scene. Because he goes there and he, like, learns from, like, one of the, like, scholars in Kyrian because they have, like, a school there, basically. Mm-hmm. And he, like, talks to this one. He talks to the guy about the prophecies of the dragon mm. and everything. And he tries to, like, learn as much as he can. His name is, like, Hardenfell or something like that. Seeing this, he's just trying to get to Loghain. Yeah. Loghain's in there. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I just really like that guy in the book because he's like always just coming up with like these weird ideas. Like Rand starts other schools then in each city he then conquers. Mm-hmm. And the one guy basically comes up with a steam engine. Like he makes a like a chariot that runs on basically a steam engine. But yeah. it kind of like fucks up the first time he shows it to him, but then it comes back later. Like later on in the books, Matt like thinks of a cannon. Cause like he gets fireworks and then he's kind of like fascinated by then and eventually he's like, well, we could put it in a metal tube and we put a bunch of shit in there and fire it out our enemies, and then he gets that uh, one. Uh, I forget what they call them. People that make the fireworks, they have like a special name, but he like basically gets one of them to build him a cannon, and then they have cannons <laughs> and they have cannons. Yeah, you already have the dragon reborn and you need cannons. Without with some Osherman, you don't need no cannons. <laughs> Dude, I'm just so blown away by, like, stuff that I'm not even close to. He's like, all right, we don't need you guys to do anything except be weapons, because you're going to go crazy anyway, so just teach them how to kill people. Okay. And that's what they do, and they do it well. Damn, bro. 
What what happened, Rand? Why you got to get so serious, my guy? Oh my god, dude, it's not even starting starting it. Rand gets fucking like they say that he gets like gets so hard he's like harder than steel and all this stuff and like he just keeps getting harder and harder. And then like the one uh, Aes Sedai that basically they thought they thought was like a myth that she had like died, but she comes back like out of like retirement basically. Her name's Cad Swain, and like all the Aes Sedai like think of her as like a legend. Basically, she's like, I will teach that boy to laugh and cry again. Because <laughs> if, even if he saves the world, what's the world's gonna be? I'll the- teach that boy to laugh and cry again. <laughs> what? Well, he just thinks he because like he knows he's going to Shire Ghoul to die. Yeah, because he knows like the prophecy. Knows. Well, the prophecy says that the blood of the dragon would be shed on Shadow Gold to like stop the Dark One. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty much, the prophecy pretty much says it. Mm-hmm. And so he just knows that he's going to die. And so he just gets like, I don't care what I have to do. I'll make like if I have to conquer every city in the world, I'll do it just to have the humanity united to fight the Dark One. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Well, then he then he kind of like starts coming around. Is like that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was wrong. Yeah. But for a good, like, eight books, he tries. <laughs> for eight <laughs> books, bro. And I mean, like, at one point he gets captured by Aes Sedai and they put him in a box. And they only take him out, and, like, just to beat him. They put him back in the box the whole time they're transporting him back to the White Tower. Yeah, how'd that work for him? Demise Wells happened. That's what happened. Huh? Demise Wells happened. Demi Wells. That's what, like, the place was called where, like, he finally broke out and shit went down. I, yeah, I bet. I fucking bet they did. How many Aes Sedai did he kill? Mm. Enough? Well, a couple were gentled, and the rest were forced to swear fealty to him then. He can just gentle people by himself? Well, I mean, like, he... Like, he put his shield on her so hard it gentled her pretty much. Like he was just pissed and didn't care. It was just fucking... Because, f- like, the way Rand channels most of the time is just by, like, thinking about stuff, kind of. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really know what he's doing. And he's just yeah, kind of, like... dragon. Yeah, so. it's just kind of, like, innate almost. Like, he's just doing stuff. And so sometimes it has, like, unintended consequences, though, too. The fact that he wasn't trying to gentle her... Like, it takes... Brian, for you, it takes, like, eight eyes to die... To gentle oh, it man. takes like a full circle, I think. Yeah, like, in this they like say like eight, but yeah, yeah. take okay, even more in the book, like twelve Aes Sedai women to sit together and channel enough energy to pull the magic. That's like what they, they have say, to gentle. like link together, and the like linking together makes them able to draw more power than any of them could do separately. Like all like combined, like mm-hmm. not not added, just like multiplied together, basically. Mm-hmm. And they takes all of that just to like basically force like rip the ability to channel from someone. And then he just gentling. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't even try to gentle this woman. He just put a shield on where basically like they show that in the show here too. It's where, like a temporary like block from the power. Yeah. They just block it, but you're still alive. Like, And someone usually has to like actively like hold it on you. Yeah. They have to like sit there and concentrate and like hold it and stuff like that. So he just shielded someone so hard that it just gentled them. Yeah. That's fucking wild, bro. <laughs> Shouldn't have beat him. Beat the dragon reborn. The dragon reborn beats back. Oh, like literally for weeks. They're just like traveling. He's just locked in this box, like a chest, just bent over all day in like the blaring sun. They take him out at night to like splash some water on him and beat him, put him back in the box. <laughs> yeah. How were they even able to capture him like that? Don't tell me. It's okay. I would say, yeah, they they do a bunch of stuff. It's like he's the dragon. Like what? And then like 50 Osherman show up and... 
not good. Well, because they also get attacked by a group of Aiel then, too. Of course. Yeah. The Shido. Man. How am I going to keep track of all this? <laughs> I'm going to. I hope everybody enjoyed this because we got lots more of Wheel to Time to oh, talk about. I do have one video we should watch. It's not long. It's a minute. No, no, no. Not this video. Go up. <laughs> that one. The one dude staring into the sky. He, he, he's giving a little explainer about it. Alex Jones, Mr. They're Turning the Fucking Frogs Day himself, just got <laughs> choked unconscious on the set of Craig Jones' podcast. And Craig doesn't have TikTok, and neither does the B team. And we know Alex doesn't, so there's probably no universe this winds up on here. I'm going to post it right now. Enjoy. More people deserve to see this. Him getting choked out. Oh, shit. <laughs> What do you say? Gargling noises. Oh, okay. <laughs> <coughs> Wait, so why is he choking him out? I don't know. He's just on that podcast, and they go like, "I'll choke you out." And, all right. Oh, okay. Okay. What happened? <laughs> what I just do? <laughs> he just got knocked the fuck out. What? <laughs> Yeah, that was that was him going night night. I think. What? What I just do? What I just do? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Bro, he said, "What did I just do?" <laughs> like what? <sighs> I think that was him coming back. That yeah. sound. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The first one was him like going yeah, down like, and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but the second, the fucking that second one was him like coming back, like him like choking on his fucking tongue. <laughs> what I just do? <laughs> what I just do? <laughs> Mister Make the Frogs Gay himself. But yeah, I saw that and I figured I'd just show you guys. Wow, bro. What a way to end it. <laughs> Look at this face. Look at that face. Yeah, like, what the fuck just happened? He looks so different right now since that trial. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And declaring bankruptcy. Well, I mean, when you're $900 million in debt. It's wild. <laughs> That's wild, man. But we didn't do another intro. It's okay. But that's okay. I, I you yeah, clicked yeah. on it. You know what you're getting. Sometimes you make them. <laughs> sometimes you miss them. It is what it is. But it's been a great episode of Room to Talk. I'm Bud Walker. I'm McCloskey. Happy. We'll see you next week, kids. The wheel weaves the, the wheel wheels. <laughs>